0: So what is your um, experience of hypnosis? Like, have you ever had hypnosis hmm. before? And if you have, what did it do to you?
1: Um, my experience with it seems to be more of just um, like reading about it. I haven't had it done. Um, I've seen it at a magic show and I've looked into it because I thought it was fascinating how some people could sort of use that as a tool to help reprogram deeper thought patterns and belief systems within themselves.
0: Yeah, like hypnosis is under... It's under. It's not spoken about enough. Like it literally can change someone's brain completely. It can take them out of trauma, take them out of depression, anxiety. It can make them believe they're in God and invincible, and they can create a massive, like a massive business. They can find love. You literally can think, what do you want to be like? And the hypnosis can take that information and reprogram your brain, and you become that person. And it's like, it's rare. Like, psychic psychics are more, I'd say, more common than hip, hypnotists. But hypnotists have essentially more power than psychics because hypnosis can change your brain, whereas the psychic just tunes into what your brain is at right now, whereas the hypnosis can change it. I think hypnosis is an incredible tool, and anyone can do it. It's so easy. You just have to essentially control them with your words, but in a good way rather than the bad way, and you literally can change them to be any person you want. Like, I had a hypnosis person in my head so i know this hypnosis person online it's called darren brown he's very very good and so i was imagining his voice talking to me so rather than the voice of god the voice of your parents or whatever telling you it was his voice and so i was imagining what he would say to me and i was following that so i i got him to hypnotize me in my own head without him having to be there because it's just tuning into the voice of a third person and then following that command. It's really powerful. Anyone can do it. It's changed the my life. The
1: power of your mind is extraordinary.
0: That's Tell pretty me, awesome. T-
1: now, now I feel like I, I want to look this guy up as well.
0: Darren Brown. So he's, yeah. he's a UK hypnosis. He doesn't call himself a psychic because he understands that it's more than just psychic ability. There's loads of mm-hmm. other things. But he literally can put anything in your head. Take anything out of your head. He can make you. He made somebody rob a bank. He made somebody shoot somebody. Because he made him believe that it was real. Like There was this Mexican thing. This person in America hated Mexicans coming over the border. And so he hypnotized this person to, to essentially love this Mexican person, to take a bullet for him. Right. So he went from hating this Mexican to taking a bullet for this person. And then Darren came out at the end and said, it's OK, it's OK. It's a fake blood thing. Don't worry. So he changed that person's mindset of hating Mexican people to taking a bullet for this person. And he had a family and everything. He made this person believe he was in a zombie apocalypse um, and he woke up in like this apocalypse thing. And Darren Brown came into the room whilst he was playing a game, hypnotized him and then took him to like this scene and the set. He made somebody, um, uh, uh, you know, remote viewing. He she, he made this person um, pick up a painting of a picture being drawn miles and miles away. He really is incredible. He can he holds a light bulb in that person's so he, hand and it smashes?
1: He hypnotised them to, to do remote viewing?
0: So yeah. So imagine you put someone in a state of their mindset. So as you know, anyone can do all this stuff, but they don't know how to. So Darren Brown will mm-hmm. coach them, teach them, say, look, so you're going to focus. Just imagine seeing the gl- seeing the image vivid, getting bigger and bigger and bigger as if you can actually see it in your head and they start to go into their mindset and they start to see it and visualize it and they create that feeling and they go into a meditative state. He essentially puts them in the perfect frequency in order for them to do what he wants them to do and he does it every single time he can predict your your pin number your bank card he can he's amazing and he doesn't say he's a psychic because he knows that it's law of attraction and other factors um he really is incredible he did a show once which i actually went to see live and obviously as as a producer producer of a show you need to have your show divided into sections to know what's happening and each time he does the same show Right. And he goes in the audience and he takes a random person's phone number and then he does all other stuff around that. And the number he has based on the maths equation and the person, how old they were when they died and what their dog's name was called into number order. It was the exact number of the phone number of somebody else in the audience. Stuff like that. He does the same formula every night, but the numbers, they're different, all the same. And it always adds up. So the thing about we're all connected in terms of energy. Well, we are all connected how you can just pick anyone and get the same outcome. Like he has balloons and he puts things in a balloon and he says, hold on to that. And there's something in that balloon. And just by going around the audience, they say certain things. They think of a car, a certain number. He writes that car a number down and it always equals to what was in the balloon. So everyone thinks that their thoughts are unique right. or they're mm-hmm. random, but they're all controlled. It's, it's like they're all controlled from another energy, the TV, the media, what your friends said, what your friend's thinking about. It's nothing to do with your five senses. will only, you know, you'll only think about your things at your five senses, what you see, hear, touch and smell, whatever. But anything else, it's another dimension. It's a whole new world out there.
1: That's the thing. I would I would be interested to hear about him in greater depth. I find that sort of thing really fascinating. I kind of um, woke up to latent psychic abilities that I I didn't expect to happen. It was sort of an interesting journey. But (laughs) it's been an interesting couple of years.
0: So tell me some stories about this psychic ability, because when I was re-enlightened at 21, I had this psychic ability as well. My energy became so high and vibrant. I wasn't speaking to anyone, just my own voice in my head, which increased my energy. And then the meditation kicked in, which projected the voice, the energy coming off. And I became in tune to everything. And I could think of anyone and see them. I was I literally I was in the future. I knew what the future was going to happen because I was already there in my mind. And I would say now what was going to happen. And then. That person would call me, and then we'd go out to that restaurant. I said in my head, because I understood that the future is controlled by energy, and if you just like go up the frequency scale, like Facebook algorithm, they said you know this person, you know that this person's connected, that this person's connected, which means you're probably going to see that person at some point. So Facebook comes up with a mutual friend, you are going to see that person. So call, reach them right now. So it's not a coincidence how Facebook said Do you know this person because you've understood their algorithm is energy. And the energy frequencies all merge together at some point. Like, we are the same energy. We attract more of the same energy, like your household right now. You're just constantly moving into energy. So, anyway, um, yeah, mm-hmm. talk to me about your psychic stories about what happened. <clears throat>
1: um, see how good of a storyteller I am today. Um, so, have you heard of, like, Twin Flame Journey?
0: Yeah, Absolutely, I've got, I found my twin flame,
1: yeah, yeah. So I didn't know much about that until it was happening, and um, it was they who said, Like, oh, have you heard twin flame? and I was like, I don't even know what that is. And then I was like, I feel more like like a potential soulmate energy, you know, at the time because I um, but we went on like a series of four dates and then not, and then six months later, like, another series of four dates, but. The synchronicities and what opened up like when we met was like first my chakras like this, you know, this tube of like crystalline structure just like opens up and I can visualize it. I'm walking into like a place to meet somebody and I'm like, what just happened? And I was like, decided, well, I'll meet this. I like, see, I want to see what this is. Um, And for me, I would get these incredibly visceral, so... You don't always have to close your eyes. You probably know that, but it's almost like um like uh, color strips and neon colors of lighting. And of, but it would be a, a perfect area or like in a meditation. When um, I was in a house that um, had black mold, and it was actually the house in a deep meditation that told me it was that I was dying. There was, um, yeah, I some some people I've told that full story to and other people I don't I just say that oh, I was dying of black mold because <laughs> it's harder for comprehension I'm like what do you mean and I was like well I was taken out of my body and traveling through like the parts of the house and to the basement and it took me to like to this particular object and then like these particles in the air and, it, and I said this is killing you I was like well shit excuse <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> but um but, so, I swear,
0: swear, swear as much as you want. <laughs> <all right.
1: laughs> so um, that sort of re-heightened my um, drive to deal with it. Um, the landlord hadn't been dealing with it for years, and I would do reminders or get like these boosts of energy to try and get something done about it. And then I'd just be like, well, I'll just do enough cleaning and get back to my work, because it was just so much work to try and get him to do something. And I, so I sort of like created this stuck mentality in the house and um, in that dynamic. Um, And the twin flame thing sort of knocked me into, like, wait, why am I here in this house? Like, it just sort of occurred to me that she couldn't see who I was And I was like, I'm not fully standing in my soul calling. And it woke me up like that. I haven't talked to her in a year or whatever, but it was very fascinating. Um, And we didn't even talk about any of this. Uh, Sort of a circumstance of how I learned how you could send energy was like, I was feeling like, really excited on um just sexually there's all this energy and i could viscerally like but i always had a vivid imagination and i didn't understand when i was a kid that that was a psychic ability it was like it's imagination <laughs> um and so here i was like wow i can like picture her sitting at a bar i don't know why she's sitting but bar- whatever it is and i could picture another per- but i kept feeling all this energy and i kept like and I was, like, practicing my flamenco dancing to work on it. And even though I was so, – so I know that I was, like, sending all this energy because I – you can see it. Um, but um, I believe that's the night that – because we had a date the next day, and that's what got me kind of excited. And I was like, I need to work out this energy. And, um, and she ended up sleeping with that friend, and then the next day saying, oh, something came up. Um, I, I want to see what this is. Um, maybe we can be friends. And that, that was an interesting moment when I was like, Oh shit, that was real. Like she was at a place. She was with that friend. I was sending my sexual energy all the way to them. It wasn't, it wasn't imagined. And that was like a really fascinating way to learn that. So I started to, um, try and figure out, like, research online, like, more about it. Um, I felt like um, it was interesting to try and figure out what was happening, um, because I was, a lot of the people in my life at the time were just like, you know, well, what drugs were you on, or, you know, that kind of um, mentality about it, and the more and more I was meditating every day. And the more and more, um, I got into this sort of esoteric state of mind, the more and more people thought it was drugs. Um, but I did, you know, I had some, there were festivals that I did things. So it was, I think that it, it sort of was harder for them to break those two apart, uh, in my journey.
0: Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So based on what you're saying, if you had a question that you were typing into Google, okay to find deeper answers what question would that be and I'll try and answer it based on my experience and situation and see if it kind of aligns or if it's the same thing or if I can translate that to energy terms because everything always translates back to energy I've realized so if you had a question that you put into google Mm. about your situation what would it be and then I'll answer it as if I was google
1: oh okay I got you I got you I thought you were gonna ask it. Okay. Um, So I thought about ways I would that other people would, because I wanted to make a video myself that said like, "Am I psychic or am I going crazy?" Just fun, like little things like that. I didn't type that. I just typed in like, um, I typed in uh, like, energy, um, energy work psychic abilities, um, mediumship, um, channeling, hearing guides, um, seeing guides and things like, like that. But I would try to find, um, and, and type in a person so that it wouldn't, so that it would have like, um, another name to it, if that makes any sense. Because um, I felt a little like I was in the middle of the ocean. And it was easier to be like, to add, you know, boat to the search. So um, yeah, so, so that it, I felt you're... like I knew what might be in that container.
0: No, 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 it's true. Because it's like everything you've seen here in your head on that journey is is relevant and you have to keep following the patterns. So if you think of a boat, you go to a boat shop, for example, and, and then when you get there, you meet somebody and then you see a picture of a boat and then you go into your car and an advert says a boat. And you, it's all about following the patterns. And I call mm-hmm. that pattern walking through hell to get to heaven. Right. So you just have to keep linking all the numbers, angel numbers, keep following the numbers. It gets down to zero and zero is the reset as in life starts again. But all the numbers are is just making you more aware. So you become more aware. And it's just simply getting you out of your head. And becoming aware. Like, <clears throat> I would see feathers. It was a spirit guide leaving me a feather. Really, mm-hmm. it was just a pigeon just fluffing its feathers, right? <laughs> and there was no spirit guide or angel or whatever for me. I believed it was. But then you look back and it's like, okay, it was about me going online, seeing that it means something, that you have been looked after and that good things are going to come. So now I would expect good things to come and I would be more aware, which makes me, which basically it's all about making you more aware because you've been in your head your whole life trying to work stuff out and now it's time to go out your head with your mm-hmm. knowledge and be aware. Whereas most people they don't ever come become aware. They never get that <clears throat> awakening. So they're always in their head. So for someone who's half and half, you ask yourself, why is this always happening? Why why am I like this? Why am I like that? Why does this happen? And everyone else doesn't understand. But we are part of that we are part of the two worlds. Most people are just here forever. But we're on the middle, hang on. <clears throat> we're in the middle, right? So now it's like, well, we can have that and that. So you have to remove yourself from these people because they will never understand because you are half. And It's like, right, because I'm half and half, I can choose. I can choose this, keep thinking forever or just not think and have a shitty life. Or I can completely think and then come out and take action. And that doesn't exist anymore. On the topic about are you crazy or is it psychic ability? Last night I did a podcast on my walk for half an hour and it was called Speaking to My Dead Grandma's Ghost." At 20 for eight months, because I depended on my dad for knowledge and everything my whole life. And then at that time, he had to let me find my own self because the more I depended on him, the more I needed him. But I was getting older, and I realized you just have to cut ties. That's essentially the same as the bird leaving the nest to get its own worm when the mother chick doesn't come back with the worm. And so I started to speak to my dead grandma's spirit because I had no friends because I said goodbye to them all. They didn't understand me. I was in another world. So I had no one. So my door opened one time. And I made that, made myself believe that it was grandma came for me, her ghost, right? Door opened, okay, she's here. And for the la- next eight months, I, I spent my life speaking to the voice in my head, call it God, higher self, grandma. Grandma essentially took place with my father, the third person voice. So I'd ask, should I do this? Why does this happen? And the voices say, well, this happens because you're different. Why am I different, grandma? Because these people, they just go to their school, they go to their work and they just Leave and they do the same monotonous shit all the time. And, you know, you're an entrepreneur and you're going to create good things. And it's like, okay, so you learn to follow the voice in your head. To anyone else, I was possessed. Schizophrenic, okay, Mm -hmm. Because I was speaking to the voice in my head. No one's there. No, Grandma is here. She's here. Look, she'll she'll make the TV click. And then the TV would click. And they'll say, oh, it's just the TV clicking. It's like, no, it's not just the fucking TV clicking. I made that happen with my mind. Grandma clicked, right? So I was on this journey for eight months. And speaking to what I believe my grandma was there. Like, I was speaking, I could see, like, to me, she was there, right? No one else understood, because I was thinking about ghosts and past life, and then this happened. Um, Cut a long story short, everyone called me crazy, and the more they called me crazy, the more I spoke to the voice in my head, the more energy I admitted, the more powerful I became, more psychic ability I had, because my energy just kept raising. And then, um, eventually over time, I'd asked all the questions, I'd found myself, found the answers I was looking for, and then she ended up voice in my head started to calm down which is like the meditation her she was firing which is the voice so there's less of a voice and then before you know it I had all this amazing knowledge I could see why they called me crazy and how they never understood and 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 as you said is it crazy or is it spiritual awakening it's the same as Jim Carrey um, and Kanye West and Russell Brand All this brain activity trying to convince the world that you don't understand and then you realise the world's never going to understand. And then you have a breakdown from exhaustion like Kanye did and Russell did and Jim Carrey did. You call him crazy and then you learn, okay, they are going to think I'm crazy. I can't just keep projecting that same knowledge out there. They don't get it. Come within yourself. Be calm. Speak to those who are listening who get it. And those who don't, just speak to them as a friend down the pub. You don't have to teach everyone all the time. And it's not crazy it's psychic ability but it's learning why i'm like this why everyone else is like that and and understanding through knowledge of how to react moving forward because when someone calls you crazy and you're not first thing you do is you go i'm not fucking crazy and they go cool you're fucking crazy look at you getting mad you're possessed your eyes are like you know so it's a vicious circle i have to understand how to deal with people who didn't get it (laughs) (laughs)
1: that's really fascinating and so when you've um there was a bit of a, a hiccup, but I'm curious um, about how you now view the speaking to your grandmother or source or voice of God. Like, um, do you believe that that was you interpreting an energy and a guidance or you creating that? Um, and do you believe that you do have guidance?
0: So back then it was grandma's spirit in terms of the spirit world angel guides right they were guiding me right looking back now it was nothing more than just my own neurons firing up hearing that sound as a third person my father used to speak to me in the third person i had no one grandma came she spoke in the third person it was nothing more than just me believing that it was her and really it was just me speaking to myself rather than depending on someone else for knowledge like a teacher or the doctor it was me working out my own shit myself so sadly I used to question everything and I kept questioning everything you know I couldn't just be like grandma's here and that's it it was is she really here and I find flaws right so for me no spirit guides no angels no no god no afterlife no reincarnation. I went through the whole process of believing it all and I kept questioning in stuff and I found flaws and fortunate unfortunately as much as I would like to believe that she was here or that she's here now looking after me i believe i'm here by myself it's up to me to do the shit that i want to do and take responsibility for me without waiting for anyone to do miracles or waiting for mm. stuff to get done um what was the other question
1: i think you you answered it oh, um i just uh, that's that's interesting because i i do think that it's our responsibility to take the necessary steps that that you know, just sitting here and asking for a path to come before me, I would still need to take steps even if a path came before me or, um, in in that realm that I tapped into the frequency of a new way of being and started to behave and act towards that, um, set that course instead for my life. But so uh, with the black mold for me, um, I had a near-death experience, Um, and the voice in my head kept saying, go buy a mask, like the day before it happened. I was like, fine, go buy a mask, you know, like, calm down. (laughs) Uh, So I had this mask with me, and um, in retrospect, I thought I was going to sleep, but I never really go to sleep like this, so I was passing out, and um, the... Both blow-up mattresses had popped, so they were flat, and it's like all the signs of getting out of the house were there. But I was like, I'll just slowly lie down on my yoga mat. I'm too tired to, you know. And and um, when I awoke, I woke up to voices I recognized in my past who were no longer alive. And um, they weren't afraid for me, but they were yelling. They're like, wake up! You're dying! Wake up! You're dying. And I was like, what is happening? There's this weird transition out. And there's lots of like, it didn't just look like this dimension I was in. So making sense, like there's lots of um, action in terms of colors and what. But also, to be fair, I looked down. I can't inhale. Like nothing's happening. My nails are blue. My skin is white. And there's like this cold sweat all over me. and And in my mind, <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck no like fuck no I'm not dying I'm not dying like this this is stupid where's that fucking mask you know and I get up and I stumble to get this mask on and um and I fall into like the bay area to, like get up some windows and then I pass out again and I come to a few hours later and I text a friend who's like oh shit shit serious let me send somebody else up cause I'm at work kind of thing. And, um, and then another awesome human came all the way out there to help me. Um, and, uh, I was sitting outside at that point, but, um, I should have fallen asleep on the porch. (laughs) That was the image that came to my head before I, I was like, and I was like, why would I just sleep outside on the porch? But it's like, (laughs) would have been a better outcome, I think. Well, who knows? Who knows if it would have been better. Um, so hearing all those voices like coach me through that experience um was interesting uh so not that long ago like within a couple months I was talking to my mom and I said so mom you know how I hear frequencies I hear music and I've always been writing music and I was like but you know not that long ago the frequencies got more specific like I can hear more specific things um I can hear like choirs of angels they'll like be singing things sometimes they'll just sometimes they'll just be singing after my thought I'm like guys I don't want to hear my thoughts repeated back like (laughs) she doesn't want to hear you know like it's like it's like ridiculous sometimes I'm like oh my god (laughs) but it can be really beautiful I'm gonna make a musical about this whole experience because it's funny um and, uh, anyhow, uh, so I, I said to her that, and, and she said something that was interesting to me. She said, you know, when you were little, I could always tell that you were having conversations with, okay. and you were seeing and hearing things that weren't there. And in my mind, I thought, well, I don't know how this fucking works. So I'm just going to leave her there to do that. Like she just didn't have put any input at all, which is cool. I've heard a lot of, you know, a lot of people get down, um, paths that, that are much more tra- traumatic on that front because someone's aggressive or f- convinced of a mental illness or, um, and, and not to disparage what that journey is or having a mental illness or anything, just that I sometimes believe that there might be psychic abilities that are called a mental illness.
0: Mental illness is spiritual awakening. It's as simple as that. Um, I was on the journey of being put on meds, being called psychotic because I was hearing all these voices, um, versus these voices are saying that life isn't what it seems. But how do you tell that doctor? who's been following his Mm -hmm. textbook of bollocks that was taught from a university professor 50 years ago. That was taught from somebody who worked it out, essentially, 50 years ago, right? How do you explain that? And they have the powers to essentially put medication on you or force you to be locked up, for example. That's what I'm trying to say. You need to understand that people don't get it. You can't just keep putting out your shit. You have to understand how they see it and how...
1: Almost every friend I've had before this time like they it was just like it didn't it there <laughs> it was an interesting shift out so I didn't mean to interrupt however did you want to finish your
0: no no it's no. <clears> like <throat> I had Tourette's my whole life yeah so when I was 10 years old I went on medication it's called Risperdal which is has for schizophrenia i like, stopped the voices because the twitching slows down when you when you slow down the brain activity and the twitching for me was me my brain trying to work stuff out every time I wanted medication it slowed down my ability to think and my thoughts just went around in my head for 10 years I never processed any thoughts for 10 years later until I learned all this stuff on YouTube law of attraction power of the mind came off the meds literally just like that and I had my awakening and then through working out all the stuff I'd ever wanted to work out the twitching stopped so the Tourette's disappeared over like for a few weeks. It was a medication. My inability to work things out, that's why I was twitching. And the more I started to think about stuff in a deeper level, the more I was twitching because now I have my energy back and I was trying to work out stuff that I just couldn't work out. And I had to spend like 10 hours in my head thinking about something and twitching the, f- twitching the fuck out of myself, right? But then at the end of the night, I worked it out. And the next day I was in meditation, uh, there's nothing to work out because I worked it out and the medication just slowed the brain down. And so when it came off the medication and you start hearing these voices and this is going to happen, making predictions and I'm going to see this person. Oh, they're close. See, I told you, see, I told you we're going to see this person. This is going to happen. The light's going to go green. They're like, what the fuck is going on? He needs to go back on his meds. So they got the doctors round for assessments and he needs to go back on his meds and shit. Everyone, neighbors and family relatives, he's take the meds, he needs to take the meds. Everyone's taking meds, 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 meds fucking meds. OK, I realised that the only way I'm going to get these doctors not to put me back on the meds is to act like I am sane. Rather than just being me, because being me essentially to them would be insanity. Speaking about spirituality, power of the mind, universe, I think this fucking guy's psychotic. He's having a psychotic episode. He's come off his meds, right? I had to mm-hmm. act like I was normal. So I said, hi, come in, run a cup of tea. This person's supposed to be crazy. Anyway, never mind. OK. And I was acting like... I was in control, right? And so they wanted to go back in the past so they could link past trauma and past things and then put together a little word for it. Oh, Mm. schizophrenia, all Tourette's, all OCD, all Asperger's, all autism. Mm -hmm. It's like my friend, I am present right now. The old me is not me right now. If I had cancer 50 years ago and you look on my medical report, had cancer, are you going to presume I have cancer now? No. So if I had Tourette's uh, 20 years ago, heart disease 20 years ago it doesn't mean i have it now but in that industry mental illness is there forever you've always Mm -hmm. got ocd forever Tourette's forever i was told that Tourette's doesn't disappear you're there forever statistically everyone who has Tourette's and these problems go on these meds forever and it doesn't disappear it's only with the knowledge i had that i just came off overnight which pretty much no one would ever recommend ever so um i didn't say the past they said so tell me tell me what happened in the past what happened growing up what happened last week My friend, I'm present. Look at me and assess me right now. Ask me questions in the present. Because if you go back in time, everyone's got problems. Everyone had depression when they were four, anxiety when they were at school, cancer when Mm -hmm. they were growing up and shit like that. There's always problems, but it's about now. Mm -hmm. And to cut a long story short, they couldn't find a problem right now because there wasn't a fucking problem. There wasn't Mm -hmm. a goddamn problem, right? And then they left. And then they had another set of people come around. They're called the crisis team. The psych, the psych, psych... the psychotherapy person comes around and the crisis person and then the doctor and like the assessor the therapist they all like work off each other's what i call book of bollocks right oh he's mm. twitching he must have Tourette's here here you the options therapy medication injection or we'll, we'll give him that one right no get off me we need to inject him he assaulted a doctor put him in the mental hospital medication to crush your brain right um so yeah that's a uh, so I, I knew that what they were looking for they were looking for me to come up with the, the things in their glossary for them to look through and see, okay, well, this is this. But given the opportunity, they've got nothing. And then they left. And then time went on. And that, that was it. I'd worked at all my shit. There's no voice in my head anymore. There was no twitching. I twitch now a little bit because my brain is, is active. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. charging. But when I'm, I sleep nine hours straight last night, nine hours straight, I sleep amazing. I go to bed within a few minutes and I sleep all the way through for nine hours. So sleep is no, no problem because it's all to do with that on and off switch, which I can now control. I don't think anymore. I think about the stuff I want to think about, but I've done all my thinking. Afterlife, spirits, past life, God, you know, it's, it's, it's a certain things that most people think about. Is there aliens, chicken or the egg? Once you've thought about these main things, now all you have to think about is I need to pick my kids up from school. Or I need to go shopping. Oh, I need to do this. I need to do that. And that's just constant daily activity. But there's always the voice in your head that everyone has, and they put it to bed because their friends are like, "What are you on? About you're crazy." But that voice kicks in again because it's like, "No, I need to know. I need to know what happens when you die." My friends are saying, "Don't worry about it. You're crazy." I need to work this shit out, and then you become crazy because you're trying to work this out, and they just want you to, the party or whatever. That's so why it's very important for people to understand that the voice is the mental illness, is the spiritual awakening, is you questioning stuff outside of your surroundings. You're made up of. All the knowledge around, what you see, what you hear and what they say and talk about. And most people who are just weak are being charged by this energy. And that's all they think about is let's go to the pub, let's do this, let's do that. But the person who's made up of both realms because their parents were enlightened or whatever, you are now made up of those two energies. And now you have that extra voice that this is more to life. There's more to life. And you're constantly like fighting between your friends, pulling you back here and going traveling and Dude, take a mushroom, man, and like trying to work out this shit. And it's this battle of shut up voice, take a drug to calm it down, it just makes you worse. And then and you you're constantly going from what I call enlightenment, depression, enlightenment, depression. And you have to go the whole way. Otherwise you end up killing yourself because you are trying to you're trapped. That's that trap part. And for me, I like of all my friends, sort of listening to neighbours and parents and everyone, and the doctor came off the meds spoke to the voice of my head for three weeks constantly okay i mean it was the best time of my life i'd I, spiritual awakening right it all happened so quick but best time of my life because now i've got to live in the real world which is now i've got to make money as in i can't just live on this spiritual journey like a monk in the mm-hmm. forest and mm-hmm. i've got to make money which means i've got to think about stuff which means my brain's going to be active which is going to be twitching which means spots come back because all the stress and pressure again and my acne had bad acne it all went when I came off the meds because of the stress that I was under through thinking and it all happened at once spots went Tourette's went everything happened at once my body I had rashes all over me because it was my body releasing all this toxic like just rashes all over myself armpits my groin area it was just I was like sweating out all this toxins and energy and it was it was amazing so, yeah, mental illness is a spiritual awakening every single time. People need to have meditation, not medication. Meditation mm-hmm. gets you through. Medication um, provides a temporary solution to the problem you're experiencing. And that's why people on depression and anxiety and sleeping yeah. pills, they always have those problems forever because unless you deal with it, it's still going to be there. Mm-hmm. Some people on like depression and anxiety pills for 10 years because they've not dealt with it. It's like, well, you have to deal with it. It's still going to be there. Same as my Tourette's. It would still be here now because I'd be twitching so much more because I'd have so much shit to work out. Take a tablet, you're twitching. Oh, okay. Back in that mindset. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah.
1: I stopped um, taking all my meds, like, overnight. And everyone was like, you didn't, like, um, wean it off. and Because I'd done, in the past, when I, I had stuff, I, I weaned it off. Um but but i i didn't know how to explain to them the experience that shifted it for me it wasn't yeah it, it was different than like like okay i'll slowly stop the, the this sort of so that the chemical and um, receivers and my body aren't just suddenly like what the hell <laughs> they're just like little puppet hands now but all the cells uh, um (laughs) so
0: that's what I did that's why I was enlightened in three weeks I just stopped taking it for 10 years I just stopped taking it that's why I had all this awakening so quick because I didn't go down gradually they always said you should come off it gradually I just just stopped and that's why I went from zero to fucking million
1: (laughs) I I stopped um and it, it, it was interesting because for me my experience was was hearing uh, a command um, from the 11th astral plane now I didn't know what that meant at this time but I knew the frequency that I was hearing and it was very like I just tuned in and I actually like got down on my knees like I was praying and I didn't and it was like I said I didn't know this was real I mean, I've been looking into it and hoping it was real, and maybe it was real, and I had this experience, but like this was real. But gosh, I didn't know. I didn't know that this, and and um, and so it's sorry, so, I, uh, so that, that sort of coming in um, and saying like, stop taking everything. Um, don't you know? Clean, clean your body. Clean your yeah. Because I been trying to clean my diet entirely but I was still taking meds and still occasionally dabbling just so and it was just like just stop everything we need we need you we need you um and I was like okay and then um and then I was like I gotta get rid of all this stuff <laughs> Was like, but it did I just I stopped after that and I think um people had a hard time comprehending that um, especially still being on a spiritual journey and and being like, you know, I can hear angels singing and people are pretty concerned. Um, my dad is very sweet. So he wasn't pushy, but he did say like, Oh, I think you need meds and a psychiatrist. And I said, who in our family has looked into their mind more than, than me. I was like, I've, Seen a type of therapist once a week for like the past 10, 12 years at this point. I've read, you know, 50 something book just on the mind, 50 books on meditation and becoming one with I've I've gone to events and things just to try and do that more. So I've had, I've, so I've studied, I like, so I was like, you're, you're, the opinion of thinking that somebody who has has studied in a system that has allowed them to assign me um, what is necessary in a medication like they can somehow assess me in 15 minutes more than I could after a lifetime of studying me Um, and each time I run into a or perceiving a block being like oh what's that and opening the door or shifting it or saying like that's a mindset i don't need i can so it was interesting to me that um again we're still functioning in a system where there's more credence giving given to the degree even if the degree doesn't pertain to a situation at all
0: so a spiritual awakening without knowledge is a death sentence what i mean by that is You'd be called crazy. you go to a psychiatric ward and you'll be sectioned and you'll end up banging your head against the wall and killing yourself, right? A spiritual awakening with knowledge of understanding what's going on and hearing that voice commanding, saying, come off your meds, not because you're fucking crazy, just because you know that it's the meds that are stopping you from being more alert. So, again, trying to tell your parents that you've not just stopped because you heard somebody say you should come off it okay you have understanding through knowledge of those textbooks like why are you are coming off the meds mm-hmm. what's going to happen what isn't going to happen and you're guiding yourself through You're guide like me and the grandma she was guiding me through but it was just me guiding me through and i find that if you what if you study stories of people okay who are in mental hospitals They're they're the smartest humans on the planet. They're not crazy. They're crazy because how they react makes them crazy, right? And it's like, I knew, for example, because I've seen the stories, I've seen films, I've seen it. If, for example, they came around my house, the crisis team, right, when they did, and I started to tell my story in the past, and they'd say, oh, you've got or autism or Asperger's. No, I fucking don't. All right, calm down. i I to have to call the police. Don't fucking tell me. And then I get angry, and then I, I kick him, and then the police come round and I'm fighting. Get off me! And then they put me in the van, they put me, lock me up, and they put medicine in me, calms me down. And then I get my energy back, and I'm trying to escape. Then you punch them. That You go down the crazy path, which is a death sentence. Like, you kill yourself, right? But the knowledge of, okay, these, they're going to come around. They're going to be looking for their reasons to, to put me back on the meds don't give them that and if they want to go into the past well i understand that the past is the past and this is the future and they don't get that so let them ask me questions now if it's present i'll ask i'll answer it and if it's the past i won't because again everyone changes they don't understand they go to the same job their same shitty home house their wife nagging them bollocks blah, blah 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 it's the same old shitty bullshit but they don't get that and that's fine it's not their fault they're doing their job they want to help they are believing they are helping Okay, but really they don't understand the bigger picture. And so like with the with like your father saying, you know, you should go back in your meds or whatever, I realise that rather than trying to convince people what you're going through, lead an example. So you you knowing all this stuff, change your life, you know, like order your room, be in the clutter, get your problems sorted out, you know, get the mold done, pay back your debts and change your diet and stop doing drugs and stuff like that and people will see change like stop trying to convince them that you're Mm -hmm. normal or you're this is there's a reason for this like because every time you spend energy for example telling your dad that i'm not just obsessed cleaning my room i'm doing this to have an ordered brain he's gonna think because he's the parent that he's got to be the one in charge the one who's got the authority last word for example because he's the parent that's just nonsense right i taught my parents all this because they were in the beginning saying you need to go on the meds you're crazy and i had to bear parent them teach them and now they get everything that i know but rather than spending time trying to tell them why you're crazy which i understood i couldn't do i had to lead an example sort my life out and then you'd see that when i'm telling you you'd naturally take my lead and allow yes. me to Being everything in the loft, being everything in the garage, being all the shit in the drawers, being files and then order files. I spent hours and hours and hours ordering my parents' files and bank statements because it took so much energy to find like a bank statement in in 2019 because it was just mixed with fucking everything. So I had to spend time ordering the bank statements. I went into my parents' wardrobe and I put all the jeans in one order and all the T-shirts and all the shirts in order and all the dresses. I did all the buttons up. Again, that takes a lot of fucking time. But yes. the reason behind that was because you now need to find time for the things you want in your life. And if you just suddenly are in a rush and you go to your wardrobe and you just take off your jacket, which wasn't hung mm-hmm. up, that doesn't take time. But if you do the buttons up and you're in a rush, that takes time to undo them. So now next time you've got to find time to undo all the buttons that I've annoyingly done up for my father. Right. But it's about finding time, breaking that cycle of of change and doing the same shit. Um and so the knowledge of the awareness without the knowledge of the death sentence, because if I didn't have the knowledge of, of what they were looking for, I would have spent so much time trying to convince them I'm not crazy, mm-hmm. that I wouldn't, wasn't putting in the work to change my life to, yes. to, to, to the results that would prove it themselves. Yes, yes. And I don't know, there's some online and YouTube videos and people telling their story, you know, about yeah. how people thought they were crazy and then they had to just lead and then eventually they come out of that pattern. It really is yeah. amazing. YouTube, I'll be dead if it wasn't for YouTube.
1: (laughs) I think, and that's sort of what I meant by I lost a lot of friends, is, like, I couldn't take the time to explain to them what my experience was. I just had to allow them to see and believe whatever they needed to do um, because to fight it is a lot of energy to try and convince or to tell them what was really happening would take the time I need in order to do the thing that will get me out of that. And eventually if somebody's still looking or wants to see, it will, it will resolve itself, but it will resolve itself for, for me, whether or not they decide to look again or change an opinion. And, and I think that that gave me a lot of strength um, because I think when I lift up, you're going to to get a lot of opinions that come in. And, um, and so for me going through, People who I thought were some of my closest friends, and just coming together and forming a story from their concerns and their fears and um, their worries and insecurities, and not including my truth in that calculation, that was allowed me to grow. Like that, that pain brought a wisdom and a strength that. I think will allow this other part of my journey to actually be a little easier.
0: That's the thing. Um, I understood that my friends didn't know, like they wanted to help. They were, they were caring, you know, take your meds, honestly, because everywhere you hear medication, fucking meds, 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 right? So it's not their fault. But as you become more aware and you slowly have been off the meds for a long time, things become more aware and you look at them and you see their pain and their insecurities and their anxieties and their depression and their problems. And you can't be around them anymore because you can't help them. And it feels uncomfortable to see through someone's soul and that they are lost or they're lonely. As sad as that is, you may have been friends based on football or gaming or whatever or school friends, but then you see their pain. And you're not the same. You're trying to be the same. You're trying to come down to their level to to be on their level, but you're not. And you're not being true to yourself. You need to be yourself. And I became too big of an energy, too confident, that I couldn't even go clubbing with my friends anymore because they always had to drink alcohol because they were insecure, nervous. They couldn't handle people looking at them. And it made the night always end in arguments. Just stuff like that. Um, And I don't have any friends anymore. Not that I can't get on with anyone because I can connect with anyone. more. Yeah more connection than their family members literally right because i'm on the same energy level right but all my friends i had from growing up i just became out of sync i just evolved too much that i sadly it was the same shit over and over again same conversations because they were doing the same thing and i was doing all that and i couldn't speak about that stuff and yet it was just boring sadly um but yeah my friends now are animals i go i did squirrels hedgehogs frogs cows donkeys you know cause nature there's always an animal an alpaca a squirrel's looking at me and i'm going hello what are you looking at You've got a big tail you think you're hard than that yeah you know it's of me so yeah my friends are animals as soon as i walk out the house there's birds and squirrels and it's amazing uh, every where- cat i see i come up to meow. it comes up to me that's my friend
1: <laughs> where are you that do you see an alpaca
0: so I live in the countryside, pretty much. So there's uh there's fields with like hundreds of alpacas, brown, black, wow. white, grey, five different colours of alpacas, and they're all in the field just like running around because they're used for wool, like their fur yeah. for wool. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's cows and there's donkeys and there's, it's just amazing. Like I have this ability to connect with animals, but as you know, when you have a vibration that's not threatening and welcoming you attract things to you animals just come up to me people will say how do you get the animals to come up to you like how do you tickle a cow's chin like that and get him to do that i'm like well you just see love and go hello like go up to him like a child and then cuddle and nurture them if you are timid and shy and coming back he's gonna be like what the fuck is going on he's gonna be scared just go up to him and then crouch down let him come to you put your hand out let him smell let him recognize your sounds keep doing that same thing over again eventually he'll realize you're no threat in the animal kingdom right for example the lion king there's loads of lions and there's buffalo and there's birds they're all around each other they're, they're not a threat anymore i'm no different to that bird or the buffalo eventually he'll realize i'm just drinking from the same stream as you and i'm eating the same carcass i'm no threat and that donkey will realize that i'm just going to sit down with you in the field and that i'm no threat and that's the same as nature. Same as people. Like when you meet people, people are nervous. When a guy mm-hmm. meets another guy, he's intimidated. You know, mm-hmm. that just, it's just nature. Eventually mm-hmm. you get to know the guy and he's your mate, he's your pal. All right, bruv, see you later, yeah? You know, mm-hmm. same with women. It's sort of the bitchiness comes out like mm-hmm. she's judging me, she's got longer hair, nicer eyes, whatever. <laughs> it's just it's just the same thing. Um, and then when you master it, you master the whole universe because everything, as you know, is made from energy. mm
1: mm-hmm. I think um, I some of the people on closer would say that I could be quite the comedian but I think it was from picking up on energies and finding a way to bridge them um, and not being afraid to look silly or 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 be or laugh at myself and, and sort of put myself in that position to, to bridge that kind of whatever sort of, um, energies in the, in the room. Um, and it's, it's, um, my mom still calls me magic Molly, but there are times where it feels like I don't feel like doing that anymore.
0: No, I absolutely understand. Like my, my father's a singer and I always watched him grow up singing and speaking and being funny and doing stand up to audiences and making them laugh. He could speak to anyone and anything. When I was growing up at school, I didn't have the confidence to put my hand up to answer a question because I get anxiety. My heart would pound and I'd get nervousness and I'd mumble and everyone would be like, what the fuck are you on about? And I would just go into a little bubble. OK, and I learned the law of attraction. I followed the voice in my head, which is just show confidence and they'll buy into it. And I started to sort of go down the pub, go to these people's houses my friends growing up who would always put me down and I would dominate I'd take charge rather than when people used to be like you're so weird or stop talking you're annoying it's because they were insecure within themselves it wasn't a reflection of me it was like a default thing that you say something like out of the ordinary what what are you want about you're so weird I take that as a as an as a negative but it's mm-hmm. not it's just the mechanism that when they don't understand something mm-hmm. they say that to push you away instead when they would say you're so weird what are you on about I would keep going. I would take charge. I would keep talking until mm-hmm. they shut up, basically, and they had nothing else to say. And I would dominate the room. Eventually, these people weren't there, trying to say you're so weird, you're so what, are, you were so weird. They just would disappear, one by one. They would disappear, and there they wouldn't be there anymore. And then I'd go out into like the clubs by myself because I wanted to gain confidence. I'd go clubbing four times a week. Mm-hmm. I couldn't speak to a girl. Like I couldn't. I just I couldn't do it. And I went clubbing so much that I'd hear the voice in my head say, go up to that girl, go and get her number. It's almost like it was a game. Like in Practical Jokers, you've got the earpiece in and you're being told, do this and do that. So you don't see it as you. It's not, I'm going up to a girl. You feel like somebody's challenging you. So when Mm -hmm. you go up to the girl, it's not, if she doesn't like you, it's you as a person. It's, It's just part of the game. So now it's not me going up to the girl, asking for a number, getting rejected. It's somebody else like telling me. But what's amazing is, is that, it's all in our head. Everyone's insecure. You go up to a girl, she's going to give you a number. I'm a good-looking guy. So what, 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 was I, what was I worried about? And every single person gave me their number. Uh, so it's all in my head. And so, again, I learnt to go into random situations of people I didn't know, start talking and leading, handle the, you're so weird, what you're on about. God, you're crazy. You're on drugs. What drug are you on? Energy, mate. It's from the universe. Supply, supply is unlimited, right? E, energy, yeah? And like you said, they think you're on drugs. And you start talking like this, talking really quick. And then eventually when you re- they realize that you're not kind of weakening with their negative energy, like you're so weird, fuck off, like you're such a freak. And you keep going and talking. The negative ones fuck off. And then you're always left with a few people who are interested. Mm-hmm. Like there's always a few that sort of they're listening, like, you know, you're really fascinating, like, like, and they listen. And now you've got you've, out of 10, you've lost seven, you've gained three. And then you realize to overcome that negative energy by keep being you. And then you realize, wow, if I just keep talking in every situation where people are like, you're so weird, you're so negative, they will disappear. And you've mm-hmm. done it. Now you can speak to anyone, as you said, build bridges with anyone in a group. It's like you're the comedian. It's not that you're a comedian, even though you are probably funny. It's just you understand how to lead a conversation. And mm-hmm. and you connect with everyone. I mean, it's the same story. Similar story, isn't it? Yeah.
1: I like uh, your story. um makes me think of... Um... I always like the analogy of of a tuning fork. If you don't let someone's negativity be the tuning fork for you, then you can continue being like, no, I hear your tuning fork and I will tune myself back to this. And I'm going to hold this. This is the tune that I, this is the tone frequency that I'm, you know. And if you, if this dissonance is too much for you or you don't want to flow, then it, then, then it will it, it won't want to be in that room if it's like no i'm uncomfortable at this level or I'm, i remember a, a friend got really angry like they kept getting angrier and angrier because i wasn't getting upset with them
0: <laughs> yeah i had those situations as well i'm trying to get like, the same reaction and it doesn't work
1: i'm like i'm not gonna be upset right now because you're you need like there's this sort of Like, need to see your stress and upset reflected. Um, And that doesn't benefit either of us. Plus, it's just funny, you know, and that doesn't help. Um, But I I mean, I have to laugh at it, because I, even if I'm upset, like, I can generally always make some kind of joke or humor about it, because I know that I'm just a metaphor for myself. I'm experiencing myself, I've, and so, it's, and, and generally that's, it, it, I can find a way that it's amusing on some level, um, there's certainly some experiences that I'm like, um, when it, it was like, no, you, you, you create all the situations you're in, and I'm like, well, why would I have ever created that, you know, things from when I was young, why would I ever put myself through that, why, but it's not just like, you're like, I'm going to agree to someone like violating my person in the following, way, or I'm going to agree to someone crossing these boundaries and making it uncomfortable for me. It's like, it doesn't work like that, but there is a, a built up behavior and way of, of doing things. And if um, you come from an environment that did not work through that, then I almost feel like, this is why I feel like sometimes the relationship with, your parents are some of the most intimate relationships because your children have to work through everything you didn't in order to get to the other side to figure out, well, what am I on the other side of this? But I had to first be like, what is this and what is this and what is this and what is this? And holy Moses, you know, I, just, I think I, I think I'm in a clearing. <clears throat> um,
0: I, had to, I, I had to parent my parents. I took three years of my life. So I had run my own business up until 21. I shut it all down and realized that there's there's more to life than money and chasing money and buy my parents a house to make them happy. And then she said, do it for you rather than for me. And That was it. OK, I'll do it for me. I had to fix their divorce, basically marriage, because they were divorced otherwise because they didn't get it. Problem child, as I was like just, you know, my mum saying just be normal and stuff. It was just destroying everything. So at 21 until 23, 24, I spent three years of my life teaching them. All, all, all and heard drove them crazy. Stop going on. Uh, keep repeating that knowledge. Blah, everything and everything. Because my mum was trapped like I was, but she didn't understand that she was trapped. She wanted something. What was it? Was it love? is it money? Sex? Freedom? Whatever? No, it was you wanted yourself basically, like I did, right? So I recognized these signs because I was me because of them. As you said, mm-hmm. you are your parents. So I had to, I saw. myself in my parents so I knew exactly what to do exactly how to do it only I could heal my parents you can't heal your friend because you've come from a different cloth basically so I knew how to work my parents how to enlighten them how to free them and I I did it for both of them I did it a year for my dad I did it because my dad was born on the 14th then I did a year for my mum she was 21 and I'm on the 28th so I had to put it all in order 14 21 28 my sister was born on the third so imagine that my dad was positive my mom was negative i am positive and negative i had to fight myself through hell and heaven well when she had my sister i completed her so my dad's one my mum is one my sister's one it's three like it's just positive like you know like one two thing like sales attracting bang but i got all the shit i got the negative nonsense right so i had to heal them teach them for three years my dad then my mum. Because I did me, then my dad, then my mum. Because I did myself and I saw my dad and I thought, fuck's sake, I've now got to do him. And then I looked at my mum I thought, oh my God, it Eve took even longer. So again, three years out of my life, teaching them of the knowledge, but also making everything in the house new. All the things that reflected the past and old patterns and photos and old lampshades and pillows. It's a bin, everything, put everything in order, like clothes and the files. OK, everything just went up into the loft. Never, nothing got dealt with. It was just in the loft. So when I binned it all, no one knew what was up there anyway, because it was just clutter. Lampshade, pillows, 50 of everything, right? And then I had to, and then I bought them all new stuff, because then I got a part-time job for the first time, because I'd always worked myself. I hadn't worked for three years. I shut my entrepreneurial brain down. had no thoughts, no twitching. I thought, well, I've got to fucking get back to business. So I got a part-time job, which they always said growing up, you should get a fucking job, just get a job. Everyone said, get a job, fuck off. I've got a job, Right. <laughs> And then all the money I made, I bought new things in the house, new TVs, new lampshades, new pillows, new whatever. Got the walls painted. So now my mum had all of the stuff she had in her hair growing up that she wanted. She had clarity around her, and she could think moving forward. So you remove the past, you ground the present, and you create the future. So now she can think of stuff, and it can happen because she hasn't got to go back and do all the stuff that she should have done 15 years ago. Like, so yeah, it's, it's um, I do not even know what the question was, but yeah. <laughs> that's really good um
1: i've 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 spent a lot of time organizing it at my parents um and they may joke they're like oh it's when your ocd comes in really handy (laughs) yeah
0: yeah they, 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 they they turn it around so it's like they're in control because having control is something that we all want but having your child in control of you and you know that they are smarter than you it's a it's it's a it's a weird feeling for someone who's supposed to be the parent and all their, their friends, mothers, all their friends who are, have children, they're, they're the parent. But then all of a sudden this person isn't the parent. Their child's the parent. What is a parent? Just teaching you wisdom and knowledge how to survive. So this thing about parent is it's just nonsense. So, for example, I go in the garden right now. I'm digging around the fence to put stones there. Right. So they say, what are you doing? Um, what are you doing? Can you stop that? So they want me to do the garden, but by saying, can you stop that means that they've told me, which means that it's almost like, well, he's just going to do what he's going to do anyway. But at least I've told him. It's almost like reverse psychology, yeah, that rather than just letting him do it and then saying, you've always got the best idea. It's you shouldn't be doing that. So they've got the upper hand. And then when I do it and it all looks nice, they're like, "Oh, actually, you were right. It's nice. But they feel like they have the upper hand by saying like, oh, it's your OCD. It comes in handy. Fuck off. OCD is about ordered mind. I've ordered your house. Your brain isn't ordered. It's not OCD. You just got a cluttered head. But they feel like they've got control by saying, oh, it's her OCD again. But she does do a good job when she orders that conservatory and orders that garage. Everything's in perfect order. I can find everything right now. I can find everything. I know where it's all labelled and everything, but it's her OCD. It's almost like you want to be grateful for her doing that because you couldn't but you don't want to give her too much credit because then you have to accept the fact that mm-hmm. your head's cluttered yourself and you could have never have done mm-hmm. that. And your daughter is more elite than you. You know what I
1: mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, I've had um, people use the sort of ADHD um, to also see that I'm not incredibly organized. They're like, Oh, you're, you're everywhere. And I'm like, and it's, or if I was late to something or they, they would use it almost to, to blow off, other aspects of myself. Um, so then I would sort of recognize too that there's few people that will know you. Um, because if anyone had said, "Where's this?" I could, I knew what you know. I knew where the file cabinet. I knew how it was organized. I knew where that was. I knew where that drawing was. I knew where that that where that where the, those paints were. Where those brushes were. Where those um, where all the different cables were and labeled and why they were they relabeled labeled that way and it was there yes. was a system and the system had to be there because i was trying to accomplish something complex yes and it's the same with like a filing system like if i'm going to do this animation it's like several pre-compositions to get to this final composition and same with like working with a computer in order to get a complicated production And you're if you're limited with technology, it's like, well, what do I have to bounce together now to get in order to get there and get to get this more complex thing? So you have to be able to Mm -hmm. sort and organize it to achieve it. Um, and, And so if you don't tidy it, you don't have the opportunity to see how much more complex and how much more you can get without the so the initial
0: organization what's interesting is when i learned all this stuff online about you know power of the mind simplifying your mind no one ever taught me to clear the loft out to order everything to label everything to know everything is that's not taught what's always taught is the mental clarity and you know thought projection but no one speaks about the physical objects like i worked this out myself what's interesting is that we've literally like for example soulmates right you know soulmate someone on that same frequency i don't know how old you are but your story is ex- exactly the same as my story, right? It's exactly the same. Like, everything in the house was labelled. It was ordered. Every plug had, like, what the thing was. Because otherwise, they're trying to find the fucking DVD plug. And they can't. So it's it's just, like, common sense to label it. But everything was ordered. Everything was aligned. All the cupboards. You've got the section of, like, fruits and the beans and the fish section. And to them, it was OCD. I would come down in the morning... Before they woke up, I put all the stuff in order. That was it. I used to come down after they went to bed, order everything, put all the um, pictures in order, everything in the fridge was in order, date order, time order. Everything was in order. They'd never seen such clarity. It was like a computer system. Everything was in order. They knew where everything was everything in the garage had a section so when you want to find the oil for the car, it's there when you want to find the weaker it's there otherwise you just got fucking bottles all over the place that's not good that's stressful for the mind so again it was like i put everything in order i put all the clocks the same because think about it in a house it's like eight clocks they're always off and out by a minute or two that's not good what's point having a fucking clock if it's going to be wrong so i put all the clocks in order and um eventually My mum went from not knowing where anything was because there was just clutter and shit and everything. Where's this? Where's that? Where's the cellar tape? I went through every drawer, every item, every wardrobe, every cupboard. I made them be in the stuff they didn't need, like go through. There was like eight quilts, for example. I put them in my room from the loft for three weeks until she got round to doing it. So for three weeks, I had to have my room flooded with black sacks of quilts just so she at some point could go through them all. Then I had to do the suitcases. That was six weeks. Then there was the pillows. Then there was bags of curtains. This took, you know what? Took a few years, right? Because you're getting somebody to. It takes three weeks for a new pattern to occur, and they were still doing old patterns. I couldn't just say, "Do this now," because they were had shit to do. So again, eventually you go through everything, and now they have everything ordered, everything's labeled. I made them get filing cabinets and do all the insurance stuff, the car stuff, being 90% of old paperwork, bank statements from like like fucking 10 years ago, just bollocks, right? And you realise all the baskets you had, all the drawers you had, you don't need because they were just there to fill shit with so now you've got all this space in your house and now you can put like a, a new thing there but then they knew where everything was she went from not knowing where the fuck anything was it was oliver where's this where's that he's really stressing me out i can't find anything i just had to go through the process i couldn't tell them what i was doing i just had to keep doing it every morning i came down i bin all the saucepans all the four pairs of scissors the six spatulas and everything was duplicated why because they couldn't find the first one so they bought another one and they couldn't find that and then the (laughs) light bulb had like 50 million light bulbs and 50 million knitting (laughs) stuff and pins and stuff and i just binned it all and then what's amazing is that they never went and bought 50 bulbs again they just bought bulbs as of when they needed how do they work Where's yeah. all the pens in the house? So then you go buy a new pack of pens and I go to every drawer. Oh there's another pen. There's another pen. Oh all these pens. All of a sudden you've got fucking millions of pens. Yeah. And he went from having no order in their house to having so much order. And my mum knew where everything was. I used to turn something round. Like we had an ornament in here. I used to turn it round. She was so aware, she turned it back. It was a game. Every time I came in, I turned it round, she turned it back. Turned it round, turned it back before i could do anything she had no fucking clue every time i changed the clock a minute different she'd know it's been changed she'd go into the in the in the lounge the photo had been switched i'd switched it she was so fucking aware and my job was done after for three years and that was it my job was done it's, it, it's like awesome. your story is so similar to mine it's amazing that's really fascinating Yeah,
1: but i i was um amused sometimes with like when um i was like oh Mom, you have 11 glue guns, and three power drills, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I was making the joke, like, in case I need to use it more than once, just to be ridiculous, but, um, but it, it is, it's like, well, I don't know where it is, or I don't remember if I have it, or, um, and I think that, um, I think that you might understand more the sort of experience with the black mold as I got very displaced from this complicated system I put together for myself and um and very few people could comprehend it like I was like okay I had a very complicated system in place in order for me to to create what I was creating and do the art so now I'm going to have to do this on a small scale without most of everything I've owned and and even still like i i was like oh i can get rid of most everything what was important to me was like funny i'm like oh i still those crystals were important to me i'd like to get those back the following gear items and yeah that's pretty much i'm good after that you know it's like it's like uh this is an interesting way uh for clarity i'll I'll like uh, my journals were important Oh, i have a fun manifestation journal story if you'd like to hear it absolutely um,
0: All I have time a... in the world.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have a close friend, uh, Chai, and um, her uh, two of her daughters. They they sometimes would come and stay with me in Boston. Um, and this time it was like before school. And it was easier to go get things in Boston. So they were staying over, and um, her and I were hanging out in the basement. And then it occurred to me. I was like, I want to give her daughter some journals, and I looked and I had like two more of like my favorite journal and then I was, I was out of journals and I'm always writing in journals, just filling them up. And I, for a split moment, had a twinge of, but it's my last journal. And I, and I looked at that thought, that little electrical uh, sense and went, that's not actually what you want. What you want is to have, give the opportunity for these girls to have how important a journal is to you. Like, that's way bigger. Um, and so it was really, I just, so it was interesting to just notice it and let it go and just, like, just get into, like, just this joy of, like, grab two of my favorite pens, and I walk in there, and I'm like, hey, guys, and they loved it. It was, it was, like, really great, and I, I feel like, yay, you know? woohoo! And then the next day I was walking by the art store I really like in Central Square, and I'm like, oh, I'll just pop in and see if, they happen to have, you know, one of my favorite journals again. And and what was hysterical, I think it's hysterical, as I walked down there, that same exact brand of journal, the owner had accidentally ordered way too many. So there was a table full of these hardcover, like, hand paper journals for a dollar each. Um so usually the sale price would still be like 8 90. 90, You know, that sort of like <laughs> level. <laughs> I was like, oh, my god! So I ran back to my house and I got my camping backpack and I filled it. Because I was like, this is a sign. I'm going to just be giving people journals now. <laughs> I was like, it's still plenty for, you know, I just filled this thing. I went, and so that's what I would do is I would, I would like inscribe a little something not all the time if I had time with the person and I would just like start giving these journals and it felt beautiful because of what that was for me that ability to like get stuff out to clear space of the mind and to give that gift to someone like here clear the space in your mind um because matter only matters if you make it matter and um or is it where your focus goes, the energy flows is an is a popular one, but um, but yeah, so I, I just like saying like, don't make it matter too much, the journal, because don't stop yourself from writing in it because you're not saying something important enough or this and enou- or whatever it is. like it can be your groceries or an idea or a doodle or or a poem or a thought or a an emotion. And don't don't make it so important that it that it, it either freezes you or it becomes too much of a, a focus and doesn't allow it to just continue to make space within yourself.
0: <clears throat> so I got whiteboards so rather than the journal. I had whiteboards and I used to write down all my thoughts on the whiteboard and eventually you start going through the ones that you can do and that are relevant. And it's sort of been off the other ones, like getting a a Gucci handbag. You never got it, but you realise that Gucci handbag, they discontinued that years ago because you never applied action to that thought. It just always goes on in your head. My mum, for example, had post-it notes. She used to have so so many (laughs) thoughts on it. It It was like verbal Tourette's or written Tourette's, right? So all my thoughts were in my head, right? And they would just went these just go around in my head. Every time I had an idea, I'd get on my laptop, I'd write it down. And I'd have so many text edit files on my laptop, so many notes on my phone, song ideas, rap ideas, business ideas. But my brain was fucking berserk. None of that stuff it was relevant. Okay, but it was just thoughts in that moment. It was like you just have to do it. Um I actually when I went through my process, I wiped my phone and I wiped my Mac. I just wiped the whole lot and I started again. Wow just wiped it because again it was my brain overloading and I was listening to Eminem um, um um the beginning it says um look if you had if you had one chance or one shot one opportunity to seize everything everyone did one moment would you capture or let it slip and I just wiped my whole Mac at that point. My whole life, my whole brain, every idea, everything I ever did on my computer, it was if you wanna get to where you want to be you need to let the past go. And I just wiped my Mac, reset my phone started again no iCloud uh-huh. just started again and so she had my mum had so many thoughts on pieces of paper things you got to do empty the bin um, recycle bin take this back charity send this back do this do that and when she was at work I was going on to her thoughts and I was doing it I was getting that, that thing I was doing that I was cutting the grass I was painting so now she could take off those thoughts and actually the brain starts thinking of more things to do <clears throat> so the next piece of paper ends up with buy this plant and do this and get this rug So I'd have to do that. Eventually, when you feel like everything's happening, you stop thinking, you relax. When you relax, you stop thinking. And then you realise it's tiring to think. Whereas when you're thinking and you can't get stuff done, you think, well, I need to keep going to get stuff done. And just more thoughts happen. And it's just bollocks on that piece of paper. So the more I did for her... The less things on that piece of paper there was. The happier you become, the more relaxed you come. Then they sort of surrender. And now you can say, can I get you a cup of tea? Can I do this for you? Can I go shopping for you? Can I cook for you? And they, for the first time in a long time, have this feeling of relaxation, surrendering, control. Letting someone else take control. Not they're trying to control you, but just you not being in control for the first time. And they relax. And they sleep better. And they can't be asked. So then the brain shuts down for the first time. Because it hasn't had... The power from thinking to charge itself up again. And now you then, the the thoughts just reduced. And then there was no paper. Then you're not buying pens to write. You're not buying extra pads to write your stuff because you're only buying pots to put shit in. You're only buying pads to write on. So now the thoughts just go down. And the more I got everything, I removed all the past. I did the stuff she needed to do. I did the stuff that she wanted to do now. Now that piece of paper was just future thoughts. It was, let's go on holiday. Work out how much a a flight costs. Work out how much a new car costs. Work out how much this costs. And the thoughts just reduced. And it's so peaceful when you're not thinking all the time. To the point where there was just, she had three alarm clocks. My mum had three alarm clocks. Three fucking alarm clocks. So I taught her to go to bed earlier. Only use one alarm clock. Get up when it rings. If you need to lie in, go to bed an hour earlier. To the point where you're waking up naturally before your alarm. So you just need one alarm clock. Three wooden spoons, three glue. One. How many fucking scissors do you need? How many fucking pillows do you need? Yeah? Like, it was just this, the cycle of the brain, like, just wanting too much of everything. And it was just needed nothing. And so now, there's just no thoughts. Never been so in control, never been so happy. And now, she can just think and do. Because she's not got so much other bullshit that she needed to do, which was just a good, like, fucking brain just got ballistic and everyone is this problem everyone is on a form of medication anxiety depression everyone's on something for something sleep pills it's just like oh problem medication oh my tummy hurts antibiotics oh I've got um, an ulcer fucking bongella. oh I've got a bad knee plaster everything's just you can't have a problem right now and deal with it you've got to just get someone else to deal with it and the problems mm-hmm. just occur forever and yet we get called the crazy ones <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah
1: uh, i I, I, um, I i've been enjoying like trying to figure out when there is a sign or there's a pain or if there's a something like okay what what is this but there's also just not what is this like, um, overthinking it, but what is this? Is there a shift I can do somewhere else to allow this energy to flow? Or is this the reason that this is happening now? Or so I, I sort of um, don't mind dealing with um, the sensation of it without. ibuprofen
0: or something like that. Um. I've not taken tablets for like, eating K fever tablets, cough, cough mixture, cough tablets, sore throat tablets. Uh, I believe that once you go to the doctor, you'll always go to the doctor. And if you don't go to the doctor, you'll never need to go to the doctor. That's not a coincidence. That's just you dealing with your own shit. Like just your body gets used to dealing with it. Like if you bang your knee, yeah, it swells up, it bleeds. Just don't focus on it and you'll forget how you cut yourself. So again, every time you feel sick, understand why you feel sick. Have you eaten something that's different? Are you nervous? Don't take a fucking tablet to suppress that sick feeling. Never get used to dealing with it. If you have a bad leg, deal with it. Animals, when they get wounded, they don't have a fucking tablet to take. They just walk on, otherwise they die. You know, they just won't get food. They just fucking die. So just keep walking. The pain goes away. Problems disappear. I mean, I don't take tablets. I'm very against it all because of my situation with my threat shit, right? It's the same bullshit. You're trying to control a feeling that you can control yourself. Every time something happens, you have a problem, you get pain or a headache, I just, just deal with it. I don't get any problems, headaches or anything, but when you compare to other people, when something hurts, just deal with it. Go through it. If you focus on a headache, it gets worse until you take the medicine. Don't focus on it. The neurons won't be firing up, so the nerves won't be connected and firing up, which means they're more sensitive. That it just won't be as as bad as you think it is. Like for example, when you're cold, you tense up. When you tense, your nerves are on like they're more like sensitive, and you get more cold and you start shivering. If you just relax, you don't shiver. So again, you get cold from tensing up because it's cold, because your nerves are on like high alert. If you're focusing on the headache, focusing on the pain focus on feeling sick, it always gets worse. I I proved this. I had a, a a hip pain that I convinced myself existed through bad posture through sitting on my computer all night. And every time I focused on that hip, the pain was just always there. To the point where I was going to get it sorted out. And I stopped focusing on it and just walked normally and it disappeared. Um, I was obsessed that I had scoliosis or bad posture due to being on my computer all night. Okay, I went to the chiropractor and I said, "Have I got scoliosis?" He goes, "No." I was convinced that I did. That he actually said, "Okay, you have a little bit." So I got him to admit there was a problem. Right, when you go to the doctors and you say, "Please, just give me something, like give me some medicine," the doctor's like, "There's no problem." And then that you've got this patient like begging him to write a prescription for something, and he does it. So now you think like there's a problem. You created that damn problem. And what's amazing is that this chiropractor, okay which I only went to because I was on my computer all night and I was aware of posture and eye strain and stuff. That's the only reason why I went to the chiropractor. But he said he had had a cousin who had Tourette's and the tablets made him twitch more. And that started my journey on, okay, well, how is that possible? How can he be on medication? makes him twitch more. When I'm on medication and it's supposed to cure the twitching. And that's Mm -hmm. when my enlightenment, it all happened, like the mold. Everything started from the mold for you, for example, and it just it's a a, a a domino effect he said his cousin twitches when he's on it i had to work that out and then it just it all happened in one go literally from that moment and they say oh if you hadn't had gone to that doctor none of this would have happened at that time i'm like no he killed he healed me that doctor is a god he's a spirit guide, yeah. so sometimes we think we're going down a path of something it's for something else yeah you know you get the urge to go to this shopping center for cat food but you've got cat food and then there's somebody there's like hey um i need a spiritual coach i'm like well i can do that and so we you know it just gets us just gets us to that end that that trigger that feather it wasn't grandma she's was a fucking pigeon but it's making me more yeah. aware that mold was about seeing like okay i know deep down that i should wear in a mask i know that this mold isn't good for me but i'm procrastinating i'm not doing anything about it i've read about it but i'm just thinking oh, i'll be fine no fucking sort your shit out it's not about sorting the problem out it's about sort your whole fucking life out it's deal Mm -hmm. with that problem get that landlord to fix it deal with this deal with that deal with your mum deal with this deal with this all your shit it's about just waking you the fuck up like for me I always knew this stuff I should have been doing but I wasn't doing it and it's procrastinating and it's that voice saying you need to be doing it eventually you start listening and it happens all in one go because again if you do all your thoughts on that notepad like my mum nothing left to do yeah, you're free if you
1: you get out of the way of yourself you're it's like you suddenly there's a flow
0: yes you're in flow mm-hmm. that flow state is amazing when you're in it everything mm-hmm. just you deliver leaflets you get calls you sell the furniture you get make the money and then use that money to do that it's just bang 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 and you look at other people spending all their time setting up a business getting registered fucking getting their website up and or getting their filing system well fuck me man the business doesn't even launch because they, just, they just, just got to get, just jump in and swim. Like, yeah. just jump in. Like, Long my podcast. Absolutely. They need topics. They need a bloody logo. Just make a website. Talk. And yep. just put a picture of myself up. Just fucking get in there. 50 podcasts down. Yeah. People spend so much yeah. time. Perfect logo. Perfect name. or don't like that name. I've got to do this name. And fuck it. That's not how life works. Just get on with yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Just start doing
1: it. And that was, um, I'm a bit of a recovering perfectionist, so so that it was interesting cuz i i've released albums many years ago and i'm always creating but i wasn't putting out the music that i was doing and it was sometimes it was like oh i i i'm improving i'm working on it or there's not this or that, that but there's also this that's not the message that i want to be the one that i want to give the world so it was almost like i had to cuz i was i would whenever i had an emotion i would sort of explore i'd go into it with, with um, an oral exploration and come back out with melody, music, um, mostly uh, most of the time lyrics, not always. And, and so now that I'm at the point where the music and the message is like, I'm like, yes, thank you." Um, and the guidance is like, you see now that the whole past was to help people too, at that that journey through that and and so i was like oh so i'm gonna end up releasing things in that manner like oh, okay so if you're still if you want to explore this emotion in order to release it here's some optional path- pathways you know there um, because i it, it does a disservice to be like ta-da we're there <laughs> and not be like oh this was a journey
0: um yeah i was um always perfecting everything i was like spent so much time perfecting something that i never actually did anything like i was always constant upgrades constant improvements constantly bettering myself like kind of becoming too smart it's like creating a spaceship and we just have planes right now i went from planes to spaceships to teleportation i'm like well if i can just get someone to invest in me for this teleport thing i'd make millions but it's like i was always improving myself and if I couldn't get that I'd improve it if I couldn't get that I'd improve it I spent forever just as I said perfecting the logo perfecting the name there's no fucking content and I have learned from this I will get so obsessed that I'll make everything perfect and I know that nothing is perfect and that I will spend so much time making it perfect that it just doesn't exist now I don't give a shit now as I said turn on the podcast talk if I don't talk about something give a shit just flow because I know what I used to be like obsessed like, Arthur, for example, if I had a topic I want to speak to you about, I'd be like, all day, why the f I speak about if I said that? If I had got on earlier and I'd fucking driving myself crazy. And now it's just, I know what it used to be like. And it's scary because. It kind of like a a drug addict. You can't relapse. You can't look at drugs anymore because you will relapse. I can't get obsessed. I mean, I start perfecting something and wanting it to be perfect. I just think, fuck it. And just move on. Shut the computer down. Go for a walk. And then you realize it doesn't matter. It matters in that moment, which is in your head. Just let it go. Um, Just out of interest. How old are you? Old.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm old. I'm getting up there. I actually forgot how old I was until I was uh, in a nutritionist's office, and they were shocked.
0: Because you look and like you could be 28, for example. That's what I'm saying. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I'm in my, I'm in my th-
0: I'm, I've, I've, but yes, thank you.
1: I was, I was told that. Actually, somebody told me 19, which shocked me, because then I, am d- like definitely not 19, but, but I'll, t- I'll take it. I, I, I feel kind of um, solid that in the in like oh i'm just going to show people that aging doesn't have to happen like they think it has to happen
0: i'm only asking because i want to see when, when's your birthday don't say the year like just the number oh,
1: december 8th
0: okay um yeah so obviously biology number and government number are two different things government number is just okay when were you born and then And that's the government age but the biology age is 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 no relevance at all like my mum's 55 she has all of her tests she's got the body of a 35 year old yeah so the biology has no relevance to age like people looking at you thinking wow you look really good for your age it's just no you look shit for your age like there's no age there's no number you're just existing give your plant water nutrient space it will grow give it sunlight It will grow feed yourself good food good sleep you'll live forever like, it's not that I look good for my age. It's just everyone else is doesn't understand. And they look shit for their age. Like, aging, for me, is a man-made thing, right? Wrinkles, it's man-made. If you put on weight from eating, your skin's going to stretch. Wrinkles. If you, if you don't have enough sleep and enough sun, wrinkles. If you feed yourself poor food, bad skin, wrinkles. It just becomes part of life that you get old, you get wrinkles. And, you know, but, yeah, um, I look very young. People say I look... Sometimes I had like 18, 19, 20, 21. I'm 28. I've, no, 27, right? But to me, it's just I die when I die, when I don't have the need to go out and do stuff. I don't. Yeah. There's no such thing as a number. Um, It's not a shock. I don't know how old you are. I don't really care, but I just wanted to sort of... Yeah, yeah. Because I'm all about like birthdays and, and like planets and shit. Like Mercury hasn't been around for 30 years, right? And apparently for an Aquarius, which is around... December January time whatever it means money now I've never had money my whole life and I know that I'm going to make a lot of money very soon and I didn't know about this Mercury thing but it hasn't gone around for 30 years and now it's going to come round. it's going to come around once they said and it's going to come around for three years and stick around so I plan to be a millionaire the time I'm 30 but I've never had any money so it's like for this whole time I've wanted to make money why have I not been able to do it and I realize it's not I'm not in control not that god's in control or the universe is in control but we're all connected to energy and that and the and the planets are connected to us so if the planet's over there i'll be over there so when they say oliver what planet are you on you're up in you're up with the fairies you're up in space no literally my energy is over there like there's the sun there's the earth if i'm connected to mercury for example mercury's way ahead in those galaxies that's why i am up in the fairies. But why haven't I not been able to make money? Why am my 30s still living, 27 living at home, for example? Everything I do, I can't get there. Why does this planet come around now? Again, we're all controlled by another force. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily God, just another force in play. And as long as we trust our gut and keep moving, we are on the correct path. Like, that path is going to end there. As long as you walk it, it's going to end there. If you don't walk it... It's still going to be there, so it's like you just have to trust your instincts. so like the thing about the planet thing, it just makes perfect sense. While well, I've never been able to make it, and yet I have all the knowledge to make it. and again, it's aligning yourself up to the yeah. energies. It's really powerful. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah I saw that too with, with Mercury and that that shifting into a new a new cycle. Um, and I was like, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it was interesting. It, it was in, because I, I too was like, well, let me learn this other thing. Let me learn this other thing. Let me learn this other thing. Let me learn this other yeah, thing. Let me learn yeah. this other thing. Let me learn this other thing. And then um, it was the first sort of experience I had when, when um, I was working at uh, the Harvard Media Lab. I had a, a really good manager there and he he gave me this example and he's like, so I just want to give you an example i'm gonna hold up 10 fingers and only because i only have 10 fingers and i just want you to know that like i have friends who are really talented and they've worked their whole life and they have a career and it's going well and it's that's here it's doing this thing and and he's like but i want you to know that this is you you're at the years like you're at the top of the level of everything here and you need to be waking. Well over six figures somewhere else. You don't need to be here, and that kind of blew my mind a little. And I was like, "Great, show me where that happens." <laughs> I'm like, what, What's that? What that Like, <laughs> dear door, where are you? You know, like I, I couldn't seem to perceive where that jump was made. Um, but I also, um, he talked about like confidence, and I think that even even if I could even if I'm showing people, um, a program or understanding something, um, it it was still like, um, there's still so much to go. I'm not making the program. I don't understand it at that level, you know? So I think there's a lot of like, and, and and even a lot of like some of the programs I was, I was using, I'm just going to using the program skill example, but it's like, you're sort of improvising within that. It doesn't come with a, well, here's every single thing this program does. You're sort of like, well, what can I do with with what it, it can't, with the tools it has? Can I then make this with those tools? So there's a new exploration within that in, in itself. So a lot of times you're just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm trying to make this with this. And anyhow, all of that to be said was sort of like, um, there's a... Um, a lot more of, of people who weren't perfecting things, who were like, yeah, I can do that. And they didn't know what they were doing. And they just went in there and did it anyway. And and so as I'm like being like, no, I can actually do these things, but I don't know how to jump in. It's almost like it's easier to jump in at the beginning <laughs> for me than but. But I also feel like um, all the skills I have set me up to move quicker now and to be, le- to let go of the perfectionism. Like there's not an excuse. Not because the logo has to look perfect or this has to look perfect, but because, well, you know that you don't need that to function. You can go find that to work. You don't need that to find, you can go find that to work. You can go do this instead. You can put those things together. And And for me, it's been like letting go of, um who I was um, in how I created and my art and how I presented it and how I wasn't really putting stuff out as much anymore. Um, there was some output but people weren't seeing what I was doing because I wasn't I didn't have the system to be like, look what I'm making every day because I felt like, well that's getting in the way of me making. <laughs> so so now it's like I'm just like I'm jumping to, like okay, instead of the YouTube I had, I'm like, oh, I just started a new YouTube channel. I'm just gonna start because it's not just gonna be music um, and meditation stuff. It's also just gonna be me talking. It's gonna be me like some of my flow poetry. It's gonna be so it's like okay, I am ready to step into the person that that the universe sort of pushing me towards, and I kept finding reasons why I had to delay it. Hang on, I don't know how to. Hang on, I don't know. I had to take this with me, and then a lot of times. You keep trying to carry all this with you, but once you actually incorporate it into yourself, you have an easier time letting go. Like if you're practicing piano every day, um, when you go to like allow the flow to be there, um, you will have more options of where to flow within it.
0: Again, same thing. I had too much knowledge and no action. It was almost, let me just learn this. Let me just do that. Let me just find this out. Then I'll do it. And it was a never ending thing of just accumulating something before you took action. As soon as I took action, that's when it all just happened. Like I knew everything. I could coach anyone, everything. I got to anything and everyone. Of somebody lived their life, but I wasn't living my life. And it was just like, okay. I just have to turn on that switch. I just have to do it. And as you said, let go of the past, let go of learning, let go of needing to know more. It's almost like an addiction. But really, it's just a pattern of a comfort zone. And you realise there's no one stopping you. You just have to do it. And then whatever you choose to do, you will turbocharge through. Like whether you do music, speaking, whatever. Your brain and knowledge will turbocharge any path. Like the doctor said, you're half a person. Most people, they... They're not perfection you're perfection but it's like you're restricted to the skill and um yeah it's just same yeah. same pattern for me can do everything to the best of my ability but it's like where do I go what do I do because I can be great at anything right and it all comes I'm, down to just what makes you feel good
1: it's also interesting to know how to do something but know you know what I know the time that takes I'd rather this be out the door I'd rather that go I'd rather this be out the door and it also um, gives that perspective too if, if people want to say something it's like it's easier for me to take a, um, a perspective if it's somebody who's doing than just somebody who's just thinking because to actually be able to implement and get things out there's a different process and it's either the option sometimes of well do, do, do you want this music at all because there's music I haven't released because the drum beat I used was on loop and the computer started to die and it was like, well, do I have this piece the way it is or not? And I'm like, Oh, the drum loop repeats forever. And there'll be some people who that, what might annoy, but what if that channeled piece of art shifts things for people? Cause I've sent it to people and they're like, Holy shit, you totally channeled something that helps me get into this frequency and tap back into it. I'm like, awesome that's what I was feeling when it but but it's like am I holding that back for what to what end and if someone doesn't know it's sort of like the I've like infinite possibilities within a finite container like what what are you working with you can still make something happen you just have to release the um, perfectionist and release and and the belief that the way it is isn't good enough And not not everyone knows the circumstances for what for how you got there. Um, I had the opportunity to have my visual art up on these like huge 80 foot LED marquees in Boston last um, January, February, March. Um, And when I started filming, like I didn't even have my own camera, but I used to work at the Harvard Media Lab. So I walked, you know, so only like the little over a mile up there and get all this gear and I walk all the way back and I set up in my Friday nights or me sitting there filming stuff. I just think will be beautiful for people. And I'm like, Oh, this will be so beautiful. And I'll put music to it. And I just shared little tidbits online and because I'd been creating it, another artist in Boston area, um, Liz Lamont, who's who's lovely, but she was like, Hey, there's this grant to get up on the thing, see if you apply to it. And I was already set to apply. So even though it was an hour away from being due, I was like, I got this, you know, (laughs) sort of with the help of people there and me already having set the stage, but never did I think I'm going to go film this in order to have my stuff on a giant screen or, and, and I didn't let not having a camera stop me or I didn't let, it was like, I just followed that little inspiration. You know what? I really want to film this thing. It's so pretty. I enjoyed that. I'm going to do that. Oh, you know what? I really want to put it into the computer and I want to create a kaleidoscope thing with it. You know what? I really want to. And it just was like following the little, the little like this. This is what I want to do, and this I want to do. And eventually, you're you're like setting the stage to that turbo. Oh, okay. There, there it goes. Um, and so enjoying the stage <laughs> setting. Um, despite the input that might be coming from people, um, society's sort of has a lot of input when you're not um, a certain level of financial um, income. I think has been, and I think that it also gives me perspective for when I am um, having the visage of what it was like along the whole line there. Is not something I would have wanted to traverse the rest of my life without. I, I I like that wisdom and I appreciate that experience.
0: Did you notice growing up you used to say I'm um, like, but okay, um, but like I'm okay every time you spoke. Yeah. So you so you you don't say that. So you became aware of. Filling gaps with um like yeah but you know so you became aware of that maybe your parents always said you always say okay after you talk right and you became aware so now when you um think and speak you don't have to fill it with um like but you just pause and then find the next word so you're aware of that.
1: There are times that it doesn't that an old program will fit one in and that depends on um
0: there um. My nerves yeah, I'm not perfect. I well. sometimes, you know, I, 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 I was so aware. And people say to me, they, they, they say to me that it seems like you're reading a book. So when I speak, it's like they're reading a book, because in my head, I'm almost looking forward at the next few words. So I know where I'm going. And in my head, I, I hear a comma, as if I'm listening to someone reading back an audiobook. And then the tone goes down at the end. And then it goes up. So it's true people say I I sound like a book it's fascinating but I can always tell when someone has trained themselves because it's a natural thing to always feel silence with bollocks basically and the fact that you don't do that and you pause that only comes through training and my dad used to always say when I said waffle on to him about something I always go okay every end of the sentence okay okay so you know this right okay it was always okay he used to keep saying stop saying okay (laughs) or like he says a lack of intelligence when you keep saying like no lack of vocabulary when you keep saying like 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 and you made me so aware that i became so aware i know i do set sometimes but it all depends on the mindset i've noticed if you're like that's not like but if you are for example (laughs) saying something um telling a story then you're thinking so you can speak slowly and the words don't have to fit. Whereas if you're suddenly trying to think about where to go out for dinner, for example, then you might be like, where should we go? Um, you know what I mean? Uh uh-huh. That's
1: interesting. I hadn't thought about it as being something as perceivable, but it is something I perceived in me, and that's the reason I worked at shifting it.
0: I don't like that it's true because you listen to yourself back I did listen Mm -hmm. to myself back and I actually used to record everything I used to have my phone in my pocket recording everything and I'd hear myself speak and Mm. I didn't like things about me I used to speak too quick I used to mumble I used to interrupt I never used to listen I used to just talk nonsense or just say like I'm but if okay and then the more you become aware of yourself, that's the thing, people hate looking at themselves, they hate watching themselves. That's the best thing you can do. If you don't like yourself when you're listening to yourself, that's telling you something about yourself, that you need to change something about you. Don't just ignore it and stop looking at videos yourself and take a million Instagram pictures and choose the best one. Like, there's clearly an issue there, that you do not love yourself or you don't like your nose or whatever. So get sort your nose out, sort yourself out, you know. If you're hearing yourself or and you don't like your voice... You don't like yourself. It's not your voice. I used to hate my voice because I used to hate myself. And I love myself. and love listening to myself. love watching myself, right? But you have to – you can only, like, learn about your weaknesses if you face yourself. And if I didn't like myself saying bum, like it but, I changed it. It is amazing because I do find that the people who know all this stuff, it is a journey of the same shit. Like, it's not a coincidence how your journey is the same as mine – ordering stuff, doing your parents and shit. It's the same journey. Like it's a rare journey. I don't think I've actually met someone who's done that in terms of the physical stuff and the ordering, as I said, mainly it's about the mindset change. It's not the physical stuff, but if you have a clear mind and you go back to your house full of old photos and old patterns, and you're just going to relapse. Like an alcoholic, just leaving empty bottles in his room. You've got to clear them all out. Can't have one hidden under the couch. (laughs) Cause now you just have to walk a few metres to the couch, whereas if you've got to go in your car and drive 20 minutes to the supermarket, you'll think differently. Yeah. How are you doing for time?
1: I'm fine, yeah. How are you doing
0: for time? Fine, right, I've got next podcast at the 2.30, so just whenever the conversation just fades okay. off. So yeah, plenty of time. Just awesome. flowing.
1: I used to sort of playback like my evening, there's a like, but uh, my evening or how I perceived I was with people once I was home. And I think that that's some of what w- may have been humbling was to recognize when somebody was giving me space to sort of human my way through a conversation perhaps I talked more than I want to perhaps I didn't listen as much well as much as I wish I did or ask as much as I wish I did or just or if I didn't remember a name and I, I would sort of try to look back and think okay where are you within yourself that navigating those things is difficult and for a long time I thought oh I'm just not good with names it was just this belief that I had and it wasn't until I was sort of uh, learned a bunch of tricks from this teacher Jim Quick that now everybody goes oh then we'll remember the name what was that person's name that other day that what was that it's almost like it shifted for other people's perception of me as well when I shifted it within myself And that was just a piece of information um, and a technique, a few different techniques that I started to put into myself while also really understanding that it was important to me to remember them because I wanted people to have an atmosphere of feeling heard. That it, it was important for me to stop and take enough time to know their name, to remember what they were speaking about to be present. And I would do a game with myself sometimes where if I was going out with a friend, I would say, okay, tonight I'm not going to talk about myself. If I'm asked about myself, I'll just try to keep something very brief, maybe a yes or a no. And then I'm going to flip the question right back. And if I think of something I'm going to say, I'm not going to say it. I'm just going to allow myself to see that I had a, a, and I'm just going to let it go and stay and let them direct the conversation. I'm just going to go for the ride. And it, it really, after a, a time becomes a meditative state. It's quite beautiful because I'm not trying to control anything and I'm, I continue to just hand it back and and it's it it is a game in the sense because there are times which I'm not that Uh, but I think there is a time and place (laughs) you know sometimes it's like like stepping in to be the comedian or I'm going to share a story or I'm going to verbalize something Um, and I find it when I attempt to fill space, when I'm nervous that navigating that will do something a little similar to what just happened, which is like longer pauses between the words. When there's a little bit of me that, even though it's not standing in front of me when I, in in the flow path, there might be a little something like leaning up into the flow, like, hey, this other perception. So it's like you don't want to have too much perception on yourself while you're speaking. You want to let what wants to come out come out. Hold I that, that
0: interestingly. Hang on. Hold that thought. Let's go to the toilet. Okay. Mm.
1: Oh, I'll go too. Okay. I'll meet you back. Okay.
0: can you hear me yeah so um again so in life right you, we're all different vibrations right The lower the energy the more common that frequency is and the higher the energy the rarer the frequency so imagine like the highest frequency is seven most people are like one two three four if you're lucky right people who are like very spiritually aware are, say six or seven right Um, It's like the the arpeggio music scale. You can go up the notes, right? It's just like it doesn't end. C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C, C, D, F, G, A, B, C. Um, The higher up the keyboard you go, the higher the sound of the notes. And the higher up you go, the less people are out there on that frequency. So, for example, I come across people, what I would call like, imagine soulmates are just people on your frequency at that time but the twin flame is the ultimate it's like when you become complete you are a set frequency like there's just you're just one energy right that's a twin flame but anyone before is like a soulmate now the higher up the scale you go the closer you are to the end the less people there and as you go down so for example you've got one person there two the note below then three then four then five and i find that there's people out there who are the same at the same frequency you're at a certain time and you're thinking exactly the same thing and the same path following the same patterns right your story is so similar to mine I've never met anyone who's been on this similar path like the thing about how I used to be in the car with a friend I remember giving up free will so similar to what you're saying you let them take the lead of the conversation so I would only go out if they asked me to go out I surrendered everything. I was always the one leading, let's do something. And I became aware of this, gave up free will. And now I let them come to me, say, let's do something. I go, okay. And then we go in the car and rather than me talking about me like I used to or me taking the lead and saying, let's do this. I'd let them take the lead. And then it'd all be about them. I became serving other people as opposed to me because it was always about me, me, me. And my dad used to always be like, it's always about you, isn't it? me, 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 me. And that haunted me. So now I flipped it. So now in the car, i than been speaking about me and how great I am. It would be so. How was your day? And for the first time, people were speaking about themselves, which they don't often do, because imagine everyone wants to speak about themselves. Nobody's listening. Nobody's speaking unless it's about themselves. So asking somebody and then sitting in that car journey for ages, letting them speak about themselves and showing a an interest. Not that I actually had an interest, but showing like I did. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Tell me about that. And for now, they're like, oh, uh, well... Yes. Yeah, so I went to my nan's house and then this happened. Oh, that sounds amazing, man. And now you give them attention and you listen to them and they're being heard. And then you just said they flip it around on you because they feel guilty about how they've been speaking about them for ages. And you sort of go, yeah, that's really good. Oh, by the way, um, you know, you saw about the other day with your dog. Did you end up getting that dog lead? Oh, and then you flip it around and you flip it around. It's becoming aware of being the one who's always naturally going to dominate the conversation because naturally the person who can lead and speak more is the person who leads. But I flipped it. I remember walking once around a lake and I became aware, like, you know, the sun, the shadow. If the sun moves, the shadow of the tree moves. And I became aware that this person's following my lead. Now I'm next to him. Right. But I'm I'm, I'm like a millimeter ahead and he's following my lead. So he's now just walking where I'm walking. It seems like we're together alongside, but we're not. And I sort of started to step back. So I became a millimetre behind him. And now he was in front. And we started to walk slower and slower and slower. Because now he was leading, but he didn't know how to lead. And it was amazing because I confused his compass. I allowed him to lead. He said, where are we parked? I don't know. And I let him take the lead. To put long story short, we were parked over there. I fucked up his compass in his direction through observing him and changing the ability. He walked halfway across the lake and had to walk all the way around because I allowed him to lead for the first time. He'd never led before. Normally it's Oliver. You know, I know where we are. It's like, well, don't just rely on me. Okay think where we are know where we are but the point is that for the first time he was in control and it was a weird thing you couldn't understand why well a conversation we were speaking but it was different we were alongside each other but he didn't realize he was following me just being that millimeter in front and it was amazing i remember playing the silent game which means i just looked at him and i didn't say anything and i basically hypnotized him it's like what animals do they will glare at an animal right They trap it in its mind and then the animal surrenders right I remember looking at him, playing the silent game, and he became a child. He sort of started to be like, please stop. Please stop it. Stop. He started to twitch. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. He started to twitch because mm-hmm. he started to go into his head and understand what was going on. And then me observing him made him nervous, made him twitch more. And then he didn't have the ability to know where we parked. Again, phenomenal. Same as your story about letting that person take the lead becoming aware of the dynamics in the room rather than speaking about you because naturally you're a leader and you will ask them questions and I realized I could dominate the whole room I was like I could it was almost like it was a show and I was interviewing everyone in my friendship group I was allowing them to speak I'd be like so tell me the other day did you uh, end up getting your flowers on the supermarket oh and John did you tell it's like you were allowing everyone to speak and then as soon as they put it on you you flip it yeah
1: it's it's a really nice exercise yeah and to anyone watching this i recommend trying it
0: too giving up free will act when there's something to act upon rather than you you Mm. always acting and there's there's nowhere that
1: that this has to go nowhere this has to be nothing i have to say nothing i have to be um it's it's just is as it is. Um, So there's nothing forced in terms of my way of whether it's like wanting to share or wanting to be perceived or wanting someone to know. But if it's, if I'm coming from that standpoint, that's not really the, the energy that I would want to put out either. So sometimes it's just, it's taking that, that back step within myself. And Allowing, whether that's me being quieter at some point as well. I don't know if that makes sense. Because I'm listening to the room and waiting. Not waiting because I'm not going to jump in yet or I'm not going to do it. But it's like it's playing that same sort of game within myself. Uh, Like, oh, when the observer me stares at that me, she gets like twitchy you know she's like okay what are you doing you're watching me should i be doing something else and I, uh, yeah. <laughs> like there's a little bit of that that, <laughs> that i have to be like okay we can just breathe here i'll wait till you're til you're feeling a little better before <laughs> you know, we we continue um and that, that's an interesting an interesting one as well as somebody who's performed music live a lot I'll know that to get to the music to get to that flow there's a lot to navigate through sometimes uh, and then eventually like sometimes it can be the first song with sometimes it's a few songs in there's a relax there's not um, it's you're not trying to flow find the flow around in between as much it's not not as many rocks in the stream Uh, and, or maybe the, I don't know, the metaphor, we've done enough of a divot (laughs) that we're not trying to, to, um, force or find, find it. It just starts to flow easier, um, with or without the nerves. Uh, and I think that, that, that almost just is taking a back seed at first to like oh I've got to get through this sensation and this sensation in order to fully be present in it but then eventually you're riding it and you're not having to consider as much about avoiding anything
0: because it's flowing that flow state is really phenomenal because I've not been quite back in that flow state since because when I aligned to myself I was in flow amazing flow and I was going to go off to America and do shit and do public speaking I looked to my parents and I was like, I can't go in the, I can't go to America. They'll be divorced by the time I come back, and all the money was supposed to make them buy a big house and whatever. It's just, what's the point? So I had to then spend three years teaching my parents. I've not been back in that flow state since. But flow state for me was, I, w- I would think about something that would happen, and then something would happen as a result of that, which would trigger off a thought, and I think about that thought. And that thought's already connected in that flow state. So then that would happen. And then that would happen. I need to see this person. And that would be the next stage because we're all connected on that like path towards north. It's like north, south, east and west. Everything's north. If you go north, all your thoughts will be north. And so they'll just be north, north, north. Whereas if you're east and thinking north, you have to turn around to north. And then if you go back to east, you're thinking of a north thing. It's not going to happen in flow. It's just going to take time. But when you are constantly going down a path where all thoughts are related to that path, you just flow. It's like having a BB gun and shooting, bang, 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 bang. All the tins fall off the side. Just people. I remember once I was I was in my friend's garden with a BB gun. My left hand. I'm right handed, but my left hand. I just used his gun and I shot the can, and it and it came off straight away. He's like, how did you do that? It's just like throwing darts. Got the dart mm. ball in the middle every time. I remember playing pool once, snooker pool. And I was I was just randomly stopping where the ball stopped, put my cue down, one strike, bang, three balls went in. I wouldn't try and aim, wouldn't whatever, wouldn't focus on it. When I just waited for the ball to stop, as soon as it stopped, I just hit it anywhere, balls went in. Bang, 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 all the balls went in. And my friend was just like, he hasn't even potted one, I've just put the whole table in like three hits. It was amazing because that was all to do with energy, he would he would be facing me facing the ball I would always stand the opposite it's almost like the sun the earth the moon I would always stand the opposite of him where the ball was where he was facing and then observe him and he would and he would always he would never hit it in by observing him he would never get it in the socket I was controlling the table controlling his mindset and then every time the ball stopped I would pivot around like the sun so if it went left I would sort of go right and if it would go right I'd go left I was pivoting and I'd hit the ball. Bang, they would all go in. Phenomenal shit. I used to go to the casino. I used to just say, like, it's going to come in now. And I put the money on and it would come in. I said to my friend, it's going to come in now. And it would come in. I'd say, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet, now. So the dealer is observing. He unconsciously knows that when the ball crosses that number, it's going to land around here. It's pretty accurate. You can kind of predict patterns if you know how to predict so through dealing all the time he observes the fact that it's going at a certain speed the wheel's going at this speed it's going to hit zero for example i was so in tune that i knew when a dealer had aware uh, had observed the fact that the number was going to come in and i put the money down and it would happen all the time I, and i remember once i walked out the casino i said zero's just come in i walked back to the table Zero's come in i tr- trusted my gut so much that the energies around me were making up my own thoughts. So if he was predicting that it was going to come in, it would come in. And if I walked out the casino and it came in, he observed that I tuned in. I became the tuning fork, as you said, the mm-hmm. antenna to every single frequency around me. And yeah, people would nix in the casino. I put a pound on zero. He's coming like two, two, three times in a row. He's just wasting 50, 50 quid, no, 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 wasting it. There's me just sitting there, pound on zero, being patient, knowing it's going to come in, bang, came in, bang, came in, bang, came in, in, and I was out in half an hour with 100 quid. And there's guys next to me just spreading it out on the table. It doesn't ever happen. So it's that focusing on one thing, sticking to it, believing Mm -hmm. it's going to happen, and it will, being patient enough that it's going to happen. People just want to make money quick. They shovel the money on, expect it to come in they don't people thought i powers i did have powers i was speaking to grandma at that and she'd be like don't put it down yet don't put it down not yet i said "Shall i put it down now nope not yet now (laughs) it would come in (laughs) amazing and i'd be like thanks grandma yeah (laughs) it's
1: it's interesting too when you mentioned the games because i can think um, you know, if somebody played with me this one time, they might be like, "Oh, she's really good." Another person might be like, "Oh, she's horrible." You know, just well once, once because you know sometimes if you're playing with someone that had a pool table their whole life, you might not even have a chance to hit a ball. But <laughs> but it's my own state. My own state will dictate. Oh, I'm just going to keep going. Oh, it's right there, and it's not. It's not allowing, and it's a game too. Like with, I've noticed with someone's observation of me, can I still maintain? And and that's been a game with me with cameras. The moment I know something's being recorded, I'll notice a shift back. And and that's something I'm trying to train out because I know I can be of greater service to the world if I can step through that because of what I know comes out when I'm in flow and what I find there. Um, and if I can do it without a camera, then then it's a very fascinating
0: journey to be able to access it with one. Yeah, And it, it's just a perception, <clears throat> a camera like mm-hmm. it's like you could be yourself talking now and no one's there. You put a camera there. It's a fact that or that the awareness that you are being observed or going to be observed changes your reality now you know about quantum physics right you observe a particle mm-hmm. it becomes a wave well you know as soon as you observe the universe knows when you're observing so you observe yourself becoming aware that that person's looking and it's just the camera even if you're tricked and told that you're alive, and you're not live the camera's not even turned on you've now acted differently as if that person's looking but no one's looking so therefore it's the belief in your mindset that someone's looking or they're not like you put a camera there millions are watching on TV around the world but you can't see them if there's no cameraman he's not looking either it's just the camera and you're never going to see these people you're never going to know who they are it's in our heads mm-hmm. like for me i'm just myself all the time put the camera there or not it's no different to being in a pub talking like i do to loads of people and the negative ones fucking off and the positive ones are like god you you sound you're very smart and stuff put the camera there it's no different it's just rather than 10 people in the pub seven fuck off in terms of a million 700,000 people fuck off and you're left with 300,000 people but it's a perception in the mindset of of how you react when that camera's on it's like when you as I said when grandma said go speak to that girl get a number it wasn't me being judged it was like a game whereas if I just said oh she's really hot I want to take her for a drink I'd be all nervous and shy my heart would pound and I'd kind of talk myself out of it but the outcome's the same. She's just as nervous. you are still good looking. She'll still speak to you. But when grandma said it, it was almost like it's a game. Like it wasn't me. It was like, mm-hmm. like, so it wasn't me she was judging. It was all sort of kind of a law of average that out of 10 girls, you might get three persons numbers. But again, it was all in my head because the outcome's the same. Call it grandma, call it whatever. It's still the same thing. It's perception in our heads. And we, we, we rule ourselves out of things based on patterns and beliefs that simply don't exist. And we never get there, like people spend their time writing songs, singing to the mirror, they never get on that stage. And the longer you the longer you take to get on stage, the more nervous you're going to get. It's mm-hmm. like the longer you want to ask that girl to go out for a drink, the more nervous you are that you're not going to ask her out. She's going to be with someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that's that's the an interesting piece to, you know, our thoughts do create our reality. But if you just spend forever in the thoughts, the reality it is going to be shifting with or without you.
0: Um. Yeah. So, <laughs> we. <whee>! Do you, <laughs> you want to go on? I was
1: just going to say, it is, it is a game. And I think that that's the best way for me to perceive it and still be fascinating when fascinated when even perceiving that, watching um, the dynamic within myself. Because sometimes I, I say my human. Like I'm, this is my human, I've got to go pee my human, or I've got to go, oh, the human, like, because there's that, like, even with the, so the experience of nearly dying, there was actually trauma that I had to work through, even though there was another part of me like, I'm good. Like, like I could, I was laughing, or I would be fine, or a bit, but there's this other part that's like, okay, I think that there that was maybe there were some things in there that in your system that need to work like some of that was a little harder on you than, than you thought. Um, (laughs) And so that was a really fascinating thing to have a a separate, to have like separate experience of like this aspect of myself was requiring a different type of attention than other aspects of myself and my perception of self.
0: Yeah, like I used to imagine how the outcome would play out in my head so much so that I felt like it already happened. I would never actually do anything. It's almost like visioning your boat in your big house and I hadn't got any money. I hadn't got a pound on my name. But it's like a, I didn't need to go out and do it because I had that boat in my head because the reality is the same. It still feels the same. And like you could speak, for, you imagine playing that conversation with a job interview person or whatever or record label or whatever. And then when you get there, it's it's different and you're nervous it's not as it seemed like playing out situations in our head it's one out of millions of situations and possibilities of how it could play out and it never plays out the way that you envisioned it so now it's just like i don't think about things i don't play out stuff because it never ever ever goes the way you thought about it and i spent hours thinking about something hours just to kind of give myself a comfort of okay what if he says if this happens didn't say any of it. Wasted my time. I wasted two hours before talking <laughs> nonsense. So yeah, the outcome is is never never the same. And you know, when you observe it, you change it anyway. So if you don't observe it, it's different to what you're thinking. And as soon as you observe it, it changes. So again, it's about just flowing and just getting on with it. Like jumping in the ocean and swimming. And there's no such thing as learning to swim. Because somebody else teaching you had to learn at some point, And you can't be taught because they're observing you. So you are swimming differently when that coach is looking at you like a, um, a therapy person. She's getting paid every time she's there. She's observing you. So she wants you to heal, but she also knows that the more she teaches you, she's not going to get a paycheck eventually in time. So, again, she's focusing on you, hoping that you kind of need her next time. At the same time, she's helping you. Same as driving instructors. You, I was being observed by the driving instructor, but I was so nervous to drive. And then as soon as my dad taught me and I was in control, I was just perfect. The Mm -hmm. fact that he was observing me changed me, how I was. Mm -hmm. Observation changes everything. Literally, even if it's in your head and you believe someone's looking at you through that camera, it changes everything. And then you realize, if it's all in my head anyway, then I can just turn it off.
1: Yeah. That's the goal here. I've, I've, I've observed what it takes sometimes to get out of my way is to observe that self that isn't getting out of the way to just embrace that aspect at first, because that's just becoming very present with it. So to be as you are, even if that's, Hey, I'm not finding a flow at the moment because my flow seems to pause on a sort of pre-programmed system of observa- self-observation but is really just a, an old way of attempting to control what is not controllable. So if I just sort of begin to say, hey, it's okay, I understand that sometimes still when you're being observed you still have little old sensations of things from your past come in and you think that you the, the relevance of the magnetism of the emotion of it gives it some sort of credence into your current behavior and the current way you're speaking. However, that's not actually what's needs to play out right now, because it's only there because you've continued to carry it into the now with that energy. And if I flow past that and say, Hey, I observe you. It's all good. <laughs> Let's keep going. Let's see where we go for here.
0: Uh, I've got I've got I've got something for you to try out maybe you've already done it right but or anyone listening okay when you observe someone you essentially control their mind so my mum always checks candles before she goes out and once I um just observed her and that candle and that she would forget as she was walking past the room and she would normally check and blow it out I observed her like you're not going to look at that candle and then we left the house obviously I blew it out and I said mum did you out that candle and she didn't for the first time ever she'd left the candle on like a woman is in control who knows everything and everything she left the candle i said don't worry i blew it out the fact was i controlled that outcome if you have a boss for example you can contr- control his mind so you leave the office if you want him to leave his car keys or his phone or his bag or her bag if you want them to forget important paperwork you essentially take their phone take their keys take the paperwork that you know they have forgotten. You said, I'm just going to go to the toilet quickly. Okay, so you go back in. You get the phone, the paperwork, the keys, whatever they've left. And then he goes, shit, I've forgotten this. Don't worry, I've got it. You get a promotion. Think about it. You can literally get your boss to promote you via your mind because you can make things happen. You can, somebody's going to call back. You can put out into the universe, don't call back until tomorrow. For example, it's a big client deal or you need to forget to lock up. So you lock up, it shows you're a responsible person because the boss forgot to lock up. So it's, you know what? I'll make you manager, and you can lock up. Thank you. So he forgot his keys because you observed him forgetting his keys. He now thinks, "Wow, you've given me my phone, my keys, my what is? I need no problem. You've literally created that outcome." So I was gonna say, in your house right now or whatever, observe something, study people. Think, okay, they always check the door at night time or they always put their pasta in the cupboard. They always put their shoes in a certain order. Just look around your house. You'll see a pattern. Observe that pattern. And then you'll come back the next day and their bottle of water still on the side and they normally put it in the dishwasher or they left the the fridge open or whatever. Or they left the light on. If you observe them and they will turn the lights off observe them they leave the light on or observe the fact that they always put their cup in the dishwasher they'll leave it out just observe it it's the same as the candle thing Observe my mum she never always blows out the candles but she didn't have some fun with it
1: <laughs> all right it was fun
0: yeah
1: it's always <coughs> something i think i love doing i think that that um there's like a benefit to being like without technology, some when you're younger, because you are given so much time to observe. But there's also this benefit to being able to access concepts and um, experiences and ideas that might otherwise get sort of muted or not um, cultured into into growing into something else in the environment you're in that you might find online. So there's a dual balance that I think in my mind I perceive as being a, a positive influence on both ends for somebody to develop their own mind.
0: Okay, so shall we, shall we, uh, shall we end it there, or anything sure. else you want to particularly talk about?
1: I feel, I feel good. It was lovely to talk to you.
0: I feel content. Nothing else you want to speak about?
1: There's amazing things I can't speak about, but I feel fine. I don't feel a, a need.
0: Okay, I'll um, quickly plug anything you want to plug, any websites projects social media links whatever
1: sure uh, right now um you find me at on instagram at zenobia.zen z-e-n-o-b-i-a dot z-e-n and um facebook it's zenobia zen official is the website there um Right now, because I've shifted from all the music and the name and everything I used to go by, uh, I've just started shifting everything to Zenobia Official. So within the week, I'll have um, videos up and things under that name. But right now, it's
0: you're watching the shift happen. So. <laughs> okay, well, I'm just going to press stop and I'll say goodbye. So wait there, okay?